0: I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers. Logic.
1: Dance-off, bro! Me and you!
0: Comic. Bullet. Logic. How do you know my name? The world is too small for someone like Bruce Wayne to disappear. Your parents' death was not your fault. My parents deserve justice. I cannot let that pass.
2: If you make yourself more than just a man, then you become something else entirely, which oh, a legend, Mr. Wayne. No, I just, I really, I really get, get. There's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was not really in that movie too much. It was a little bit, but yeah, this was <laughs> Inception. Oh, you you mean how Hans was Zimmer?
1: Just- how Hans Zimmer destroyed the movie sound, tr- uh, the movie score for the next ten years after this movie came out, destroyed it utterly, not intentionally. Uh, no, not intentionally. He was trying to do something different, but he he just... was trying to do something, and then everyone
0: said that's a really great idea, especially for your trailer.
1: Ugh, it's it's oh, uh, it's the worst. If you've
0: got to have your trailer now, it's got to be shots of cities, <clears throat> and then like a little action shot. And then, dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> I mean, like the last great movie score that I can think of in the last ten years after Batman Begins is probably Star Trek, the first one, the the two thousand nine Star Trek. Who did the music for that? I know the person, I just can't think of his name off the mm-hmm. top of my head. But it's uh, it was a very very fun soundtrack. But it took it took heavily from the Zimmer soundtracks for Batman. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: yeah, ten <sighs> years, uh... ten years ago. Batman Began. Batman Began. (laughs) Batman Had to Begun. (laughs) Batman (laughs) begins. I I keep wanting to call it Batman Being. (laughs) Being Batman. Which is is what he does not do a
1: lot of in this film. Oh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves (laughs) on this one. (laughs) Shall we? Hey, everyone. Welcome to Comic Book Logic. Yeah. I'm your host, Joe. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Kevin. Hey. And uh, today we're talking about the wonderful 2005 movie... Uh Batman Begins.
0: Yeah, it's w- Nolan w- time. It's Nolan time. We're going to do all three of the Nolan movies. We're, so. we're doing it. So
1: you, so you know what the next two episodes, you can watch along with us, <laughs> you know what the next two episodes are going to be. The next episode is going to be the episode of the Batman the Animated Series, uh, Heart of Ice. <laughs> and then we'll do Batman for uh, Batman Beyond episode, Return of the Joker. Oh. Return of the Joker. I don't know what that and is. And then that episode of Gotham with Fish Mooney. Let's
0: not watch any episodes of Gotham. It's like to call Gotham. Got ham? Got ham? Question
1: mark. <laughs> it's the ham marketing campaign inspired by the Got Milk campaign. Ah, uh, yes. And so we're actually revisiting this. Um, I have a particular distaste for Nolan, but we'll—I'm sure—we'll get into that soon enough. Yeah. 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 you do. Yeah. All right. So let me start this off by asking you, like I start off everything. We're not going to ask you what do you know about Batman. Well, of we've course. already we've had we've that discussion. That. But let me ask you this: Did you know anything about? Uh, Rash Al Ghul. Before you watch this movie, who no. is the primary villain of Batman Begins? Nothing. No, nothing. never heard of
0: him. Although I like that, so I watch uh, Arrow. I'm almost. I'm not caught up with this season. I just had to quickly blow through season three because uh, I've been a season behind. Uh, and season that's how three Netflix is so likes bad. to do it. <laughs> well, Netflix will put the yeah, previous they, season the day days. before yeah. the new season premieres because they're like, screw you, nerds. <laughs> is I basically like how it. they do it. So, I have five, I have Hulu and so anyway, this is not important. But I had 5 weeks to get through the season, which was not too difficult. It took me a, a couple of weeks to get through it. Um and so Rasel Ghoul was a big part of season 3 of Arrow. Yeah. And my favorite thing about that was that select characters including or select actors, including the actor who was playing Rasel Ghoul,
1: insisted on pronouncing it Race Alcool. Well, there's. Well, I was going to talk about that. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. Very confusing. Yeah. I mean, and plus, I like to call as I like to call Arrow, not Batman, even though that show wants to be Batman so unbelievably badly. It's a better Batman than than (sighs) Godham. I watched two episodes of that, and I was just like, I'm done. I quit Comic Books. (laughs) What was the? I, I just I just think of the of the internet meme of the sassy black lady saying y'all, m- y'all motherfuckers need batman. That's what a, that's what a, that's what that show right. feels to me. Uh it's, anyway, uh,
0: it's it's um it 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 can't even be good despite uh having uh our greatest living actor Donald Logue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's a Donald Logue reference for this podcast.
1: I did oh, I insist. You know what, before we get into Batman, I wanna put a a caveat on this. And I think I would I think we'd benefit from doing like a half hour like re like uh like we screwed up or like I think we should add this instead to but Uh, When going back and listening to the Blade uh, podcast, we were talking about our favorite vampire movies, and I just Mm -hmm. watched a vampire movie last night that's now my top favorite vampire movie of all time. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. I watched that last week. That uh, movie is now my favorite vampire movie of all time.
0: (laughs) Very funny. I I think my problem with that movie was it really – like, it was a really funny sketch that was too long like, yeah. it, it it needed a story. It needed something to really... Like, there wasn't really much of a narrative other than, like, and then we went yeah. over here, and then... Oh. But it was hysterical. Yes. The, the first, like, five minutes of that movie are... <laughs> genius
1: yeah it needed about what it needed to do is needed to be more structured vignette sized you know like that would have been yeah, fine too like a yeah. series of smaller sketches mm-hmm. interconnected with a larger theme that would have worked as well which it kind of was but it, it was too linear and i think that kind of hurt yeah. it a it was little just bit. a little too thin but it was
0: still super funny
1: oh, I, yeah. I i don't think i saw that in time to put it on my list either yeah
0: um i don't think it would have cracked my top three but it i think yeah. i think it's definitely top ten
1: Oh yeah, very funny. Okay,
0: we're werewolves, not
1: swearwolves. Swear. <laughs> the 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 key <laughs> line from that entire movie. Exactly, <laughs> that was it. Um, so anyway, back to uh, Raz or Raish or Ray's Agul. <sighs> yeah. Um, Reis Agul, Rash Agul. I always call him Rash Agul. That's I don't know why, but that's always Rashiman the... Agul. Rash... That's not the way I remember it. <laughs>
0: that's the way I remember him saying his name.
1: <laughs> um, created by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, the the double the double Neils uh in batman 232 daughter of the demon from 1971 um of course he was a he, he's like a bond villain is what he was supposed to be this is back in the day when batman was becoming more bondish uh-huh. which i suppose is appropriate since this will be coming out right before specter uh, right after specter comes mm-hmm. out so yeah he was supposed to be like a like a like a like a bond villain like scaramaga or 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 blofeld like this this head of a criminal organization this mm-hmm. huge one um the League of Shadows. Yeah, of course. the The main difference between the original Ra's al Ghul and I'm sure you know this a little bit from Goth and from uh, Arrow, and as opposed to the movie, is that Ra's al Ghul is 600 years old. He's this immortal who keeps resurrecting right. himself through the Lazarus Pit, mm-hmm. and that's been always a constant theme. And he looks for Batman to be his replacement, which you get a little bit of in this movie, a little mm-hmm. bit. But he looks for Bruce Wayne, Batman, to be his his um, successor. Yeah. Uh, he's supposed to marry his daughter in the comics, Talia al Ghul, um, mm-hmm.
0: who we don't see in this movie. We won't really talk too much about Talia al Ghul. I don't know, I you, I don't know if he's going to make it in the movies. I don't know. Uh, no. Well, we're not so pretending wait, ben,
1: anymore that we haven't yeah. seen the sequels. So wait, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't con? No, he's not con at all. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> right. that Benedict Cumberbatch isn't con? No, he's not con at all. All right, he's con. <laughs> Just kidding. Just con. kidding. He's con. God damn it. <laughs> um yeah so i got i I hate google docs just for the reason that it's the uh everything's so small when i'm reading this uh yeah so he discovered the the lazarus pit and he rejuvenates himself every so often but it Mm -hmm. eventually leads to his insanity which is what batman is like fighting against him with uh the he's the head of the league of shadows and the league of shadows is dedicated to wiping out the ills of humanity kind of like wrath of god style Yeah. yeah wiped away by um, so that's what you get in this movie a lot of. So there's very good parallels to this. Um, I also wanted to ask you, um, what did you know about the Scarecrow, the other Batman villain in this one? Um, Scarecrow I was familiar with from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't
0: have known his name or really much about his powers. I mean, I knew he was a guy in a mask because I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened at some point in the comics where they take yeah. his mask off and then he's a guy yeah. underneath. Um, he's not like a reanimated scarecrow like you know, like Jeepers if Creepers or something. Life you know? could be so simple.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I went if with I a horror movie. A you went with the much more obvious Scarecrow <laughs> reference.
1: Um I could while away the hours contemplating <laughs> <laughs> with the flowers if I only had a brain. Um yes, yeah, so actually Scarecrow showed up first in nineteen forty one. Uh, created by uh Bill Finger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's now is finally getting his due in the in the movie universe. Um, we talked about that previously in the nineteen eighty nine mm-hmm. Batman, and then like a week or two later DC announced that Bill Finger was finally gonna get like his due on the uh in 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 the movies at mm-hmm. least. Uh, I think in the comic books as well, because I originally I I read somewhere that the original deal with Bob Kane was whenever Batman comic book properties would have Bob created by Bob Kane on there. Mm-hmm. And the
0: credits of this movie say created by Bob Kane.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the way that they translated it to the movies for a long time, but I think now that they were able – because I guess they combed over the contract, and I guess there's a lot of fan support, Hmm. now the movies are – and intellectual property – non-comic book intellectual properties are going to say created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane.
0: Bill
1: Finger. (laughs) Uh, I'm just bringing
0: it back to the Bond villain thing. There you go.
1: Uh, (laughs) You know – well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, It was created for – in World's Finest Comics number three – um, and then from Batman, and then in like 1960s and after the 1966 Batman, uh, when they were originally cr- trying to create new villains or bring in new villains for the Batman TV show, Scarecrow was considered, but considered too scary. Huh. So instead they, they, of course, you know, decided to go with, um, Zsa, Zsa Gabor and Vincent right. Price as Egghead. Exactly. Ooh, Batman, I'm going to Egg-related crimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. What I think it was Doug Mo I can't r can never pronounce his name, Moinch or Monch Munch, probably mm. who uh, really amped him up in the comics and he became a standard villain throughout the Silver Age there.
2: Man, I have kids to feed.
1: Well, I don't like palapo.
2: Going. Ah, ah, I never knew.
1: I don't know. I swear to God. Swear to me! Ah! Batman Begins.
0: <laughs> you know, I will say, uh, for as... So I've seen this movie probably a dozen times. I remember so when this movie came out, I was... And I not being a big comic book guy, not even being a big Batman guy, um, I... Like I think a lot of people, just I was hook, line, and sinker with this movie, with this vision of this movie. Um, I, I've I've seen it a lot, that's why I, I almost didn't even bother to rewatch it prior to this, just because I can, I didn't have to. But we ended up watching it anyway. And <laughs> wait,
1: this is the part. <clears throat> this is the part where uses Batman voice.
0: <laughs> well, I was a little surprised. That
1: why is he using the Batman voice with Lucius?
0: I find this movie. It's the next movie. I find this movie so um, it would surprise me that um, I feel like it it it's, gets started really quickly. It really just dumps you right into. There's some flashback moments, but it doesn't open up with he's a kid. It op- I mean, well, it technically does. I think the very first scene. Yeah, the first he's scene running is running. Yeah, and, and he falls into the pit. Yeah.
1: But uh, symbols. <laughs> Metaphors. Yeah and
0: then he's in then he right then he ends up in I don't know random Asia. I'm not really sure where he actually is.
1: Yeah. But uh
0: yeah, I I, th- I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
1: they they don't really say mm-hmm. where he's at in the movies. Uh uh probably Nabar or whatever it is in the comics. Yeah, yeah.
0: um well everyone's speaking Urdu. So oh. that may or may not help you, well, us Himalayas to clue that. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well with the mountains like, and do, with the World. your wind knowledge of Urdu is is uh uh, this is because uh, you were, this, we watched you it on sub-ti- Netflix. It's subtitles. And, yes, my deaf wife and I watch everything with subtitles, and that's what they said. Every time someone would say something not in English, it would say, speaking Urdu. <laughs> so, no, I don't have an ear for Urdu. I was like, oh, that's a, oh, that's a Northeastern dialect of Urdu, specifically. No, I, think I have no idea.
1: Ear for Urdu was Yes's third album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Is that like the concert for Bangladesh Bangladesh? The year for Urdu? <laughs> might be.
0: Uh, no, I, I, I find that this movie really gets started. For as as much as it has a reputation of being a little bit slow, I think because it doesn't it takes a long time to really see Yeah. Well, I mean, Batman like as a fully realized character. It's really not till very close to the end of the movie. Um, the end of the third, second act. At any rate, um, I didn't find it very slow at all. I think I
1: still don't. I still, I still really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you do. I do. Um, well, yeah. I mean, when I first heard about this movie, I was like, "Really, The are doing another Batman movie? Did anybody ever see uh, Batman Forever? Didn't no one see it? No, that?" Was a lot of people's reaction. Batman and Robin. No one saw Batman and Robin because, because 1997? that was.
0: Right, I was gonna say ninety-seven. So yeah. that was less than ten years prior yeah. that we had had a Batman movie. The but the the cartoons were still on. That was, I mean, no, nope. there was the, still a lot car- of the, well, they were the animated, on
1: during that period. Yeah, well, though, the animated series was over at that point, and it had mm-hmm. already. Uh, but there were others.
0: There were other ones that I never bothered to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Batman animated series had ended by that point, and they were but they were heavy in rerun on Cartoon Network, yeah. along with the Justice League and and those mm-hmm. sort of things. Um, but for me personally, as a comic book fan, Batman had really fallen out of favor by two thousand five. Hmm. Um, before two thousand five, there was a big story arc called uh, um, Contagion, and there was uh, the there was the Batman Earthquake storyline, which was very popular. <laughs> but Backquake. Ba- I think it was. Uh, why can't I think of the name of it right now? Anyway, besides that fact, but the there was there was those were some shining moments in the Batman universe. But by that point, Batman had so been like. Hmm. On the DL. DC Comics themselves were kind of suffering uh, yeah. creatively at this point. They've kind of run out of stuff to do. It was right before DC's big, uh, I guess you'd say, 2000s renaissance or resurgence where they started doing stuff with uh, Infinite uh, They like Infinite a big Crisis. rebranding almost. Well, that right? was a little bit later, but there was <clears> this <throat> moment from about 2005 to about 2010, 2011 – that was just amazing when it came to DC comics like mm. they had five solid years of like just excellent books mm. but that was right at the time that this movie so like i didn't care about batman and i'm like christopher nolan the guy who did memento i couldn't follow yeah. that movie at all <laughs> See,
0: I I, and I, thought you were going to ask me in the beginning, uh, what did you know about Christopher Nolan? And I was going to be like, well, he had had, what, two movies by that point? But I had seen... Well, Memento him. and Pi, I believe. Uh, I, he didn't do Pi. Uh, he did no. following.
1: following. Following, following, following.
0: Pi was what was, um, was uh, Aronofsky. Ar- Aronofsky, yes, mm. yes, yes. Um, he did Following, which I saw and enjoyed, and uh, Memento, which I, I really liked. But that's Nolan, in general, is one of these guys that... Um, Uh, I use the phrase diminishing returns a lot on this podcast (laughs) because I think that it applies a lot to comic book movies in general. Um, Anything that we're being so inundated with. But I find that with watching his movies. I tend to like his movies less with each subsequent viewing. So uh, exempting this podcast that we're doing, I I have more or less like... I've suspended watching
1: Nolan movies well, multiple times. Well I w- indefinitely. I will get into my feelings on Nolan after we've kind of okay. get towards the end to talking about this movie. So anyway, back at the beginning, he falls down the well, and then of course we get <coughs> well the beginning's the whole the whole the, the thing you have to have in every friggin' Batman movie, which is where oh his parents get shot. Yes, you have to see his parents die. You have to see his parents die. Well the whole thing is is Tom and Martha Wayne have to die. Well they give all a little time. What I do appreciate in this one is they give a little bit more backstory to Thomas and Martha Wayne where Thomas where the Wayne family is trying to save Gotham. Gotham is going through this recession, which mm-hmm. it was two thousand five. We were like, Psh, "Housing bubble? What the hell is that?" <laughs> I'm gonna go buy a house. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was it was during the, there was I guess there was a recession in Gotham during the eighties, was probably due to the savings and loan crisis or whatever have you. Um, right. And the city was failing, so the Waynes. Are going to solve this problem through public transportation. Which... <laughs> they tried to solve their problem at some point prior to the movie by putting
0: all of the poor people on an island yeah. in the middle of the city. Yeah, so they didn't work. Yeah,
1: they're they're trying to. Say... God, I don't know why they thought it would. So they're explaining this to Bruce as on their way to uh, an opera because Bruce has just fallen down the wall and had a traumatic experience with bats. He's and afraid of bats, so, so they yeah, take him let's to, to, to DiFlater Mouse, the
0: only opera <laughs> with. Bats everywhere. They Ugh. could have taken him to see
1: literally anything else. Why not a light operetta, please? <laughs> you know, some Gilbert and Sullivan probably would have made us feel better. <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan's Fallen Down a Well. Who are you? I'm the modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fact historical from Earth. I wanted to make that joke so bad. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, we – so we get that in flashbacks, but I, I like that it's through this whole thing of he's in uh, mystery land Asia. Yeah. Uh, Nanda Parbat, I guess, but yeah. we don't call it that. Um, he climbs his mountain. He's got to fight ninjas.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that's what you got to
0: do when you go to Asia. It's everything yeah. I've learned from Hollywood is You like... fight
1: ninjas. Um, and ninjas are all terrible because, you, you know, anyone could beat ninjas according to the movies. Especially these ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's, well, he's yeah, well, there. He's, well, the thing is, is he's in, uh, he's in prison, at this point. Yeah, he movie. gets a re- We don't really know why, why but, but he's in prison, and, and then he gets later. rescued by Qui Gon Jinn, and told that Qui Gon Jinn's gonna train him to be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. And uh. Yeah. So it's just it's it's this most <laughs> this this uh, he's he's taken to this mountain by Qui Gon Jinn, and it's uh you know Liam Neeson. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the worst, the worst trainer and mentor ever in movie history. He's great when he's on his own, but when he's got to train someone, it just always ends up poorly. <laughs> um, and he's trained to be a member of this League of Shadows because uh, Batman, uh Bruce Wayne, doesn't necessarily want to be a criminal. He wants to learn about criminals. He wants to learn about the criminal nature, right? And he, because in order to defeat the criminals, he has to be that, be a criminal, mm. which I guess it makes sense. Sure. Yeah, and he does all this training with hallucinogens and all that fun stuff. They get him pretty messed up. Yeah, and then he opens up a box full of bats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They all come flying out. (laughs) It's the best scene in the movie. I, I still laugh my ass off every time because I'm just like,
1: it's going to be full of bats. It's going to be full of bats. And then he opens it up, and it's full of bats. No. <laughs> my favorite scene is much, much later when, They're my hair. when everyone is exposed to the nerve gas, and they look at Batman, and he's a giant bat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with like lasers coming out of his <laughs> mouth for some reason. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's training to be
0: a... Right, And we find out the flashback through the flashbacks how he got there, and with a great, great Tom Wilkinson in those flashbacks. Oh my God, he's astounding as, uh, what's his name? Falcone. It, uh, Falcone. Carmen Falcone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Carmine Falcone. Yeah. As played by a by the guy. great Italian actor, <laughs> Tom, Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. Well, as opposed to the, the... So don't
1: come down here with your anger. <laughs> as opposed to the great American actor, uh, uh, Christian Bale.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. So my wife is a, uh, was a, a, a huge Christian Bale fan. She Her just guess. likes newsies. She does. She she loves Newsies and all of that stuff, and she loves his movies growing up. But she was – I think he might have done The Machinist by this point. or He maybe did it was, right beforehand because he, did it right he before lost it. all the weight, and then mm-hmm. he
1: gained the weight for Batman get So she was already like, huh.
0: Like, you know, it was a weird movie. He'd done a couple of weird movies. Um, and she saw this, and she still kind of liked it because it was a likable movie, and she likes Batman. But um, even she is just like, oh, my God, his American – Accent, if you can even bother to call it that, he's not doing an accent. He's just like pursing his lips together, trying really hard not to say British words. Yeah, he's like Rachel. I gotta go to the loo. I mean
1: bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's it, it, it's it's un. It's, What's all this <laughs> then? We... I'm the bleeding Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean the the thing is, is not I I. I there's something to say about it because I think that Batman is like Bruce Wayne should have kind of a mid-Atlantic accent, kind of like a Boston Brahmin, kind of like a very upper-class accent, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's part of the whole like f- fancy boy Bruce Wayne that yeah. persona that he is. Right. And uh, but they, you know, they he plays like he's trying to talk like he's from Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah. It's like Rachel, you know what I'm saying? about it? <laughs>
0: Well, so yeah, so we get that, and we we have his scenes where he's gonna go and shoot Joe Chill, yeah. who's not very, by the way. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> name for a, a
1: double murderer. But I, I do like that's that's actually one of the few scenes that I really do enjoy in this mm-hmm. movie. Is I shouldn't say few, but it's one of the scenes I really enjoy in this movie. Is the fact that he's like, you know what, he's gonna get because Joe Chill's gonna get off because he's gonna rat on Falcone, right? You know, you know, snitches get stitches. Yeah. So he wants to take justice into his own hands, and he brings, like, this little snub-nosed revolver under, into his coat because, yeah. like, listen, this is this is after September 11th. You can't get that anywhere near, like, you know, a, a <laughs> Right, <This isn't> gonna, <laughs> yeah. Not in a post-9-11 society. I don't know how he got that through the metal detectors. Yeah. That's what I want to know. It's not even like he did, like, a cool, like, uh, John Malkovich in the line of fire where he puts together the wooden gun to fire, but no. Yeah, no. yeah. He, he he's not that savvy yet. <laughs> no. So he he's trying to do it, and he... You know, and as Joe Chill is walking out, of course, Lee, he has a Lee Harvey Oswald moment where Jack right. Ruby comes out and is like, "Pop, pop." <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like a, fa- a famous picture of like Batman like sitting there with his arms up. It's like <laughs> Joe Chill's getting shot by Jack Ruby. <laughs> right. It's, it's a JFK reference right there. Yes. Uh, um. And, yeah. So and, and then, then and then, but the great thing is, is that like you know, he goes yeah. out to his car and Rachel finds him there. Right. You know, and well, in the, the courtroom, like oh, we understand, a member of the Wayne family's here. How would you like to experience a traumatic event, Mister Wayne? And then Chris yeah, and walks out. You know,
0: yeah, no, so right, and then he has the great scene with Tom Wilkinson. And Tom Wilkinson well, hold on, basically before gives that, him
1: before that, before that. Um, Katie Holmes, who we haven't talked about yet, plays Rachel, and I actually kind of like her in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think Katie Holmes is kind of. Underrated. Her personal life is way overshadowed, her professional life. Yeah. But when she sees him in the car and sees the gun, she just, like, smacks him, like, twice. She smacks him. She slaps him.
0: And then she's just like, "That no, wasn't enough. And it slaps him a second gun. time. Which it's I like, like that. Because then felt... she gives him that that horrible, just that dig. Yeah. Just yeah. your father would be ashamed of you. Yeah. And then well, he pouts and yeah. he leaves.
1: Well, what I like about that is that second slap just made it feel a little more real. Yeah. Like, she's just so mad. She can't. She doesn't know what. She just slaps him again. Yeah.
0: It wasn't enough. It wasn't cathartic enough. Yeah. He needed a second slap. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Then he goes but down that, and sees... But that scene with, with Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Then he goes down and see Tom Wilkinson. Because he yeah. gives him basically his entire. He gives him the push, the several pushes that he needs to go be Batman. He yeah. says, you don't know pain. You don't know, you know, what it's like to really be desperate. Yeah. You'd have to go a thousand miles to find someone who doesn't know your name. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't. Do anything as yourself as Bruce Wayne. You can't. He literally just he says everything right up to what you probably should do is go find the League of Shadows. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You should go be Batman. That's what you should do. (laughs) You need to become a superhero. All right, you're gonna become a superhero. You're gonna climb a mountain. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Bats. Go be Batman. (laughs) He does everything but that. He gets him, he might as well have just bought him a plane ticket and given him a map to like (laughs) Nanda Parbat. Where he. All right. So this is the secret
1: place in Himalayas where the League of Shadows is trained. You're going to pick this blue flower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's a really cool scene. And you know, we, we on a previous podcast talked about um, uh, the long Halloween, which is the, technically the first appearance of Mm -hmm. Carmine Falcone. I believe I could be wrong on that one, but Carmine Falcone plays a big part in that. And it's, A lot of stuff that's from Batman Begins, especially this criminal underworld stuff, is pulled from that comic, and it's very similar in that, except, you know, in the comic, Carmine Falcone is, like, uh, uh, um, Vito Corleone. You know yeah. he's more like. Oh, I'm do
0: this, I'm do this. <laughs> in, in this
1: one he's you know he's more like you know, a British gangster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He he
0: he ought to. He easily could have been played by uh, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, exactly. Would have been amazing. Oh, that would have been great too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been able to pull off Italian I mean, a little bit better,
1: <laughs> as we all learned from Super, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, as Bob Hoskins would say it. You guys are the and Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm Mario. Mario, this is my brother Luigi. Mario. <laughs> So there's two Marios. No, technically three between us. <laughs>
0: uh, great. <laughs> That's
1: right. I quoted Mario Brothers. <laughs> but yeah. So then, then Bruce Wayne, of course, he he walks literally walks out, gives his coat to a a, a bum, mm-hmm. takes the bum's coat, and then yeah. And then freighter. he runs to a freighter. Yeah. I,
0: you know, I, I said that I saw this movie uh, like a dozen times, and that's true. But I remember that scene very distinctly, and I remember where he just starts running. I nice literally coat. never <laughs> noticed he's running to catch the freighter. Yeah. I thought he just like, nah, like, just, I'm going to run into the steam yeah. of the night, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was just, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> I
1: was like, okay, you go get him, Bruce. Well, the best part is that the, is the bum's like, oh, is a nice coat. <laughs> how that bum was not played by harry dean stanton i don't know but and missed opportunity (laughs) yeah missed the it's like the random harry dean stanton cameo that you need in every movie this is a nice coat Mm -hmm. (laughs) puts it in the trunk of his car starts glowing um (laughs) yeah so so yeah then he goes off and of course he's like stealing that's the the scene where he gets caught by the, the 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 chinese or whoever the north koreans where they're like this th- does not belong to you, and you see it. Yeah, box it's says Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: yeah. Uh-huh. And then of
1: course he goes and trains and and bees b- a ninja. He yeah. fights on the ice, and he comes back, uh, ninjad. Yeah, I mean fully ninjad. Well, the whole thing is is that uh, Liam Neeson is playing Henry Ducard, uh, basically the number one to Raashol Ghul, who is played by Ken Watanabe,
0: mm-hmm. who.
1: The so excellent. S- so underused in this movie. Yeah. he says like two words, and they're like really racist words. He's like, "Oh, it's <laughs> the So right. like he was just like a flick of a Fu Manchu away mustache away from you know being a, a Peter Sellers character. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, as we all know, that he's not really that important to the plot because he's, uh, um, it's a ruse. Yeah, it's a ruse. It's because right. Ducard is actually Rashal Ghul. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah so yeah it's like you know Rashad ghoul is is the it's played by ken watnabi is just this character but i think they had to pull it in the movie because i hate it when movies do this i hate when movies are like no he he's Rashad ghoul the other guy's not Rashad ghoul he's not Rashad Ghoul. he's not hey oh yeah, he's Ghoul. <laughs> they do it too much in movies right. nowadays and it drives me crazy yeah but the but they had to cast someone big to play that part so that you know that that's not ac- so that Liam Neeson's not actually Ras Al Ghul. Um, by the way, I, as I was to say, there's actually several pronunciations of Ras Al Ghul. Um, the term is "Head of the Demon." Uh, that's what it, it translates to. Um, Rash Raish, and Ray's are the way, different ways of pronouncing it. I've heard Denny O'Neill say Raish Al Ghul, hmm. but I always say Ras Al Ghul, Ras Al Ghul, yeah. like Ras I don't exactly. I don't, I, I don't really know why, but whatever. It's a made-up character. Who cares? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to Batman. Not Batman. It's Batman. <laughs> Batman. So,
0: Jim yeah, Batman. I mean, so he's back and, you know... Back in the city of Chicago, mind you. Back in, oh, that's so much fun to see still, too, I think, where it's just like it it's doesn't... Dark, Dark Knight does it better, but yeah. this does it pretty well. It's, yeah. it's hard to pretend because I guess... I mean, Gotham is, is always... I mean, it's kind of
1: New York, right? I mean, I think yeah. we've talked
0: about that before. Yeah,
1: Gotham is usually... Uh, in the in the comics, it's gotten a little bit better, but it used to be, Gotham was just the dark side of Metropolis. There were two yeah. sides of the same coin.
0: But us being in, in the Chicago, Chicago yeah. area, it's it's very difficult to pretend that this is not Chicago because it's so recognizably Chicago. Yeah, driving around on Lower Wacker, <laughs> crossing the bridge, is they're it, all right. As they're the driving loop. on
1: Lower Wacker? Da, 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 oh, of course,
0: everyone does that now. You can't not do that. <laughs> Half those flipped over police cars
1: are still there. <laughs> That's a little whacker for you. Thanks, Emmanuel. Uh, yeah, so actually that was daily at that point still. But they <laughs> they could have cleaned it up, but he was too busy paying garbage garbage truck drivers to sit around and do nothing. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, but so, yeah, they did. Uh, they It's it's completely Chicago at that point. And uh, he comes back, of course, and meets up with, with the inimitable Michael Caine, you know, yeah. Hello, Master Wayne, who we haven't talked about yet. Great, Alfred. A plus job as Alfred. Yeah, I, I, there was no one else. There, they, you. I I like the idea in Batman v Superman of them doing Jeremy Irons because I also love Jeremy Irons. Yeah, but they're do, the the nice thing is is that. Michael Caine's Alfred is a good mix of the new and the old Alfred in terms of the comic books. Old Alfred was always like, ah, away," Right. You know, like how Michael Gow plays him in, yeah. the, in the original series where he's like, ooh, Commissioner <laughs> Gordon has left. <laughs> yes. Very quickly. Or however he says it. But this one is he's, – he's kind of like that where he's like he's – not, he's not only – bruce wayne's butler but he's also his confidant. he's his father figure right you know where he's like i he loves he obviously loves bruce wayne you yeah. know as a son yeah and but he's also has not this like, a,
0: like an inappropriate yeah movie. not
1: an inappropriate but in later <laughs> versions of of the batman comics especially more modern day like after uh i believe it's after michael kane started playing him in 2005 my my memory gets fuzzy i'm old but the they started it so that Alfred is more of, like, an ex-MI6. Like, he was, like, a a secret agent, essentially, for the British government. You know, he was SAS. Like, those guys that they would drop in to, like, Argentina during the Falklands crisis to take care of stuff. (laughs) Right. You know, know, it's like, I killed 20 men. (laughs) He he does it. We'll talk more about it in The Dark Knight. But the the tangerine speech in Dark Knight really does it. But the size of a tangerine. (laughs) I, I oh I absolutely love yeah love Michael Caine in this movie. He, yeah. He's like one of the best things to watch in this movie. Uh, yes, but Michael Caine meets up with him. And he's like, we'd all thought you were dead, you know. I'm gonna do Michael Caine throughout this entire podcast, so I apologize. But yeah, he so apparently Bruce Wayne is dead, you know, which is which is fine, in that which sure. leads to a really great thing with Wayne Enterprises because mm-hmm. they had him declared legally dead, and they're gonna take the company public. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Wayne is like, hey, I just want a job in the company. And so they put him, and they're like, "Well, what? Where do you want to work?" And he's like, and "He's like, do you have any? Do you have a Gizmos Department? <laughs> do you have a superhero gear department? Do you have anybody that I could call M, um, <laughs> or Q? Sorry, Q. Do you have well, a Q? We find out, yeah. Enter, and they do.
0: Enter Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan if Freeman she is, is Fox. And now we can finally answer Jack Nicholson's question, and
1: we know where he gets all those wonderful toys. (laughs) He gets them from Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and Lucius Fox, of course, also part of the comics for a very long time as well. Um, Morgan Freeman, of course, playing Morgan Freeman, he doesn't even attempt to act in this movie. Yeah. But I love him nonetheless. He's he's fun. You
0: don't hire Morgan Freeman if you want someone to act like some not Morgan Freeman.
1: Yeah. You know what you're getting. I mean, Morgan Freeman can still act. I mean, you could. Sure. Uh, uh, Gone Baby Gone is a good example of that. Uh, he played excellent as the police chief mm-hmm. in that in that movie. But he 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 really that's an, does. Isn't
0: that Ashley Judd movie, right? No,
1: Gone Baby Gone was the uh, Ben Affleck directed uh, one with Casey Affleck, where he plays the detective oh, who's going after right, the girl who's kidnapped. Thinking of a,
0: yeah, I'm thinking of a of a different. Morgan and it's got that the police the, the, chief movie.
1: That blonde chick who uh, was in the office as Michael Scott's girlfriend for a while—I can't uh, remember Amy her name. Ryan? Amy Ryan, yeah, mm-hmm. Amy Ryan's the, the lead girl. I think she won the Oscar for that one. I do not know the answer. I don't to remember that if she won it for that or a different movie, but uh, she did win an Academy Award, Academy Award-winning actress for Amy Ryan. But yeah, I really like that movie. And uh, but yeah, you would have this. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman gives him all the toys, of course, and mm-hmm. you know it's. All good stuff. Yeah, he gets like a like the fabric, and he's like, "Oh, body armor and fabric, right?" And and it's a, in and a, and a car,
0: and a giant tank thing. And what do yeah, you think about? You have the... to make your own bat-shaped stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know everything else on the house. Yeah, we made it already, yeah. just in case.
1: What do you What do you think about the tumbler, the bat tumbler, <laughs> the t- the tumbler? Yeah, that's um, what it's called. It's called the tumbler. It is.
0: It's called the tumbler. Now, it it's um. I don't know. It's it's cool. I mean, it's interesting. It's it's a very different. So if you're talking about if you're looking back on the Batmobiles and I know people have done this and I'm not the person best qualified to do this. But, you know, it's always on some level. I mean, it's going to be reflective of the times. And, yeah. and you know, this is you mentioned post 9-11. This is urban warfare. Yeah, this is a thing that was designed to, you know, be nigh indestructible, break through enemy lines, for soldiers towing yeah. cables, building bridges. Well, it was it was a wor- yeah. It's a workhorse, kind of utility vehicle, and he's going to drive it around in an urban <laughs> environment. It's a it's a tank. Someone actually calls it a tank at some point because yeah. they don't know how else to describe it. So this is a sharp contrast, huge difference from. Even Michael Keaton's, uh, yeah. not Michael Keaton's, but uh, Tim Burton's Batmobile, which was, you know, uh, it was a car. It was a cat. I mean, it was a, <laughs> right. It was a car, but it was a, it was a, it was a, a war car of some sort. I mean, it definitely, had <laughs> hit a cat climbing on your head. Uh,
1: it was definitely a, a, it's not as sleek. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, that's the kind of the difference I think is that when he gets the Bat Tumbler, as opposed to anything else in the movie, this is the one where you realize that, oh, this Batman movie is gonna be completely grounded in the real world. This is not a Me or some version of the yeah, real yeah. world. But I mean, as opposed right. to this, the stylistic approach of the Anton first Batmobile in Gotham, this is going to be Batman is going to be taken this is urban warfare yeah. Batman. Right. You know, he's he, this is a this is definitely designed for urban combat. This is not a uh I don't want to say shock and awe because that's not really what the the Tim Burton Batmobile is. That's more of like a style thing. Like when you see that, you're supposed to know that's Batman's coming. You know that's supposed to be a symbol of Batman. Yeah. This is not necessarily a symbol of Batman. This is like a a ut- uh, a very u- utilitarian vehicle. Yeah. It's another yeah. one of. Does it of come his in black? Tools. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that line so much. <laughs> so much. It just did not feel like a real line from the script. Yeah. Like it felt like whoever. It wasn't goyer, I don't think wrote uh it was Goyer. goyer was the one who who wrote the script. But I don't feel like that's a goyer line, right. It felt like someone else who had worked on the script added that line like maybe, and they were like in the studio was like, you know what we needed some humor right here. Could you add in a funny line? It' a coming black? I love when he Duh. has. The, the speaking of of things
0: being black, I love when he uh, when he gets the uh, the armor and he's spray painting the black armor black.
1: <laughs> well, he had to paint it matte black. He had that to paint it matte, matte black. Matte. That's yeah, true. That's he had difference. to
0: get rid of the little the little nuances yeah. and the little designs of the thing. But yeah. it was still it was like it's not black enough. It's not black enough. I'm gonna make it blacker. None <laughs> more
1: black. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make it blacker. Does it? Uh, uh, should I keep asking Morgan Freeman if I can make things black? <laughs> Does he gonna get offended? Uh, there's no black people in this movie. There's one black person in the entire city of Gotham, and it's Lucius Fox.
0: You know, I pointed that out. There was, there was, there's Lucius Fox. There was a guy in the background. So the, <laughs> so the scene. We're getting ahead of ourselves. There was, uh, in the, um, the about to burn uh, Wayne Manor down, uh, drunken birthday party. Oh scene. yeah, the drunken birthday scene. Yeah. There's a black guy who's a guest. And then there's a black guy who's now a member of the League of Shadows. He's yeah. one of the guys who didn't get burned alive, apparently.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's it. All right. It that this movie is really white? Yes. Really white. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah. He, it's a, It's the whole montage scene where he's like, you know, putting together the the bat costume. Yes. It's like it's like why is he a bat, Mister Wayne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, because I'm afraid of them.
0: I'm afraid of bats. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, I'm kinda... also afraid of caterpillars.
1: <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da>, <laughs> it was a toss-up. Caterpillar. <laughs> Caterpillar man. <laughs> Did you ever lift up a rock and see a lot of ants? That terrifies me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: and, and then he goes, and, you know, of course he's trying to... Oh, I'm you know also really we afraid, even afraid of about?
0: slipping in the shower.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da. clears throat> uh, uh, we haven't talked about Gary Oldman either, who's oh, yeah, who's who's working with the 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 fat slob cop, who's in obviously in every Batman movie, who's yes. not Harvey Bullock, right? You know, it's it's the got fat a, crooked, yeah. He you know. has a name in this movie. I didn't even bother. Flas. Flass? Flass. That's his name. F L A S S. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even bother to write that down. I probably yeah. would have called him Flask, which, Fl- <laughs> which is a little too on the nose. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's officer what Flask. Wait, his name is Officer Flask. Is, is that like sarcastic? No, <laughs> that's his last name, and he's sitting there drinking out of a flask as he's doing it. It's like, oh, come on, that's gotta be, that's gotta be on the nose somehow, right. you know? But yeah, so the, there's this whole there's this whole uh, subplot going on as as Bruce Wayne is becoming Batman about how the Falcone family is skirting the law and bringing in all of this stuff into Gotham for mm-hmm. Jonathan Crane, aka the Scarecrow. Right. Who's never called the scarecrow. It's just And jumped. he's working for someone. Someone Who is he
0: working for? Ms. And he's coming to Gotham. <laughs>
1: Guess who's coming to Gotham? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Sidney Poitier. <laughs> oh, he'd have been an awesome rash uncle. I think he was dead by that point, isn't he? Probably. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember when Sidney Poitier died. Uh, he might still been alive. He might still be alive for all I know. No,
0: I'm pretty sure he's dead now. <laughs> But anyway, we're, we're going to just we could easily look this up. But yeah, we won't. we're not going to. We're, not gonna do we're that. live. We're doing it live.
1: <laughs> so yeah, they're they're bringing all this in and, and there's kind of a a mutual relationship with the mob and mm-hmm. uh Jonathan Crane because he's getting off all these people by claiming they're insane. It's a refreshingly
0: insane. simple criminal enterprise. You know? It's refreshingly know. simple. You've got really the one guy and then you've got another outside guy and then his representative. It really
1: keeps it from getting too muddy yeah it does it's i nice. mean it is the, one criminal as much as, as as convoluted as the plot is it doesn't it's not super leap of faithy like it makes sense like these guys are getting arrested jonathan crane is going out they're getting them off on uh claiming they're insane right which is but in someone who who at least knows the criminal justice system a little well from all the episodes of law and order i've watched <laughs> right we can tell you it's very, 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 very hard to get off on the criminal insanity plea. Yes. Um but he manages to do it, you know, when Falcone gets picked up, they uh you know Well it's it's all these things are just explained away as like He's paid up with the right people.
0: Yeah. And it's like all right. I mean this is costing him a lot at this point. It would yeah. be easier to just take people out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Than to keep paying them off. I mean he's obviously doing quite well oh. at it, but that's only because there's no other, you know, mob boss
1: yeah. in town. Yeah. the Full family. Yet. <laughs>
0: well, exactly. That's that's what we don't have. We don't have that Godfather thing where yeah. there's other gangs and other territories. Yes. He's so, got the whole city. He's
1: got the whole city. So, yeah, he ends up getting arrested and they're, uh, you know, he gets he's claiming the insanity plea and scary. That's when we first get to see the like real scarecrow. Where he goes up and and you know sprays his toxin. Yeah. And
0: so going. well, because we get so that's a result of Batman's first sort of official bat outing. Oh, the bat outing, right? He gets his first little okay. All of, right. His first batting. Yeah. He's he's dressed up as Batman. Kind of. He, he's almost there. You yeah. know. And he's he's like, all right, I'm gonna use all my skills. Yeah. And he and he does it. And he goes up against all the guys. And he and he beats them all. He beats up all the thugs. Uh, is that where he is That where he meets Prince Joffrey during that point? <laughs> um, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, that is leading up to. That's one of my other favorite things that I quote all the time from that movie that yeah. we'll get to. But um, it's not even a quote from the movie. It's a no. thing I, a joke I do during the scene. But anyway, uh, yeah. So my my the thing that drives me nuts in that scene though is he he takes Falcone and he puts him up on the spotlight. <laughs> right yeah. and what we're supposed to get is this foreshadowing and this nod, this symbol. wink and yeah. nod to the to the bat symbol that we'll get at the end of the movie but first of all um he's got to have, have at least like second degree burns that thing gets so hot yeah but he's just on it like oh what what am I? and then the one of the cops looks up and he sees the light right and he sees the sort of cross shape from Tom Wilkinson and, and he oh, goes jesus man. and he goes and he goes What is that? It's like, it's it's right in front of you. It's Tom Wilkinson's shadow. It's, you're literally (laughs) standing, what is that? It's right in front, that's what's causing it. How do you not have the contextual observation skills to figure that out? It's the only reason to have that line is to be like, look, oh, oh, it's his shape. Yeah. I, it's so. I just. I maybe I'm picking at nits here at this point, but yeah, well, I mean. There, oh my god! It's there's really...
1: there's there's certain little things in this movie that dig at you, yeah. kind of like like a like a flea or a tick. And when you see yeah. the, or a nit, as I just said, the, the yeah. movie.
0: <laughs> when you see a movie a dozen times, that's when these things start to oh, grate yeah. on you, right? which is my
1: own fault. I mean, nothing in this movie grated on me. It's just I no just just yeah. annoying. Yeah, just very annoying. Which little
0: am... little. Yeah moments
1: here yeah. and there and of, of course uh by this point bruce wayne is already making scenes out on in public you know he's like he buys that restaurant to let the yeah. girls swim in the pool S- right and- so he
0: has to be like okay how un Batman, batman can i be so that no one suspects me yeah. and michael keaton solves this problem by just being isolated by being a recluse by is, being jay gatsby yeah. right which doesn't actually is is actually a perfect explanation for being batman yeah it's <laughs> oh we never see him that's because he's tired because he's batman all the time yeah so th- this actually makes more sense to be very visible and to be a a, a huge tool yeah uh, essentially
1: and yeah there you get a a lot of a lot of that fun stuff. In the sequel, he will kidnap a Russian ballet. He will. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know you have all these scenes, and of course he meets up with Rachel again, and has this whole thing of he's in love with her because technically she's the only girl he's ever met. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I may get to screw these uh, these European models, but I really it's like... not what I am underneath.
1: I really like a girl that talks out of the side of her mouth. Um. <laughs> I, I, she I, does that. I love Katie Holmes. She, absolutely but she does do- that. I, that's what I kind of like about her. She has got this like weird, like palsy yeah. face thing going. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but but as this is going on, you know, Rachel, of course, Katie Holmes' character is assistant DA at this point, or you know, working for the DA who's trying to bring down Falcone, and mm-hmm. they're having this whole entanglement with, um. Uh um, with Falcone being in jail and they're importing all of this stuff, which leads to the big kind of, I guess, uh, because there's so many plot lines. Which is a does, lot going on. We're bouncing around does, a little bit. This movie does a very good job of balancing, though. You know, you never feel like the the everything. It's too complicated. Yeah. It's never lot, too complicated. Right. There is a lot
0: going on, but yes, Nolan does a really good job of keeping the scenes, the explanatory scenes relatively brief Yeah, um, to where you're getting just the information that you need. Yeah. Um, again, it, it re- results in things being a little stated, a little bluntly and yeah. perhaps overly simplistic, but it works in terms of keeping the momentum of the movie. I, again, I never feel like the movie slows
1: down at any of these moments Yeah. because those scenes are, are so quick. I mean, Batman is able... Uh... Batman gets poisoned by the neurotoxin which they're able to find a cure for right by... just very quickly. Yeah, and which in 2 days know. he figures it out. Yeah. yeah. And what do you find a Lucius Fox finds out in where you find out that uh, Alfred told Lucius that he was Batman pretty much. Yeah, he had he had no choice. Yeah, so But what do you scene... think about you think about that scene though? Yeah. In that scene you I, I, just this movie is so boggling because of the high caliber of actors that are in this movie. Yeah. And I think that's part of what sells it. Because, I mean, you have Michael Caine. You have Gary Oldman. You have uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. You have Rucker Hauer. Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Like, all of these, like, really top-tier actors. They don't skimp on anyone in this movie. Right. Uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, Ken Watanabe, who has two lines. But still, uh-huh. it, it's just it's unbelievable. You, you think about it. In this scene, you have... Morgan Freeman acting with Michael Caine and Christian Bale, who, you know, you can give or take Christian Bale, but still, he's a top-tier actor. Sure. It's an amazing... He was at
0: that point, I think. Yeah, I think he still
1: is, too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, they have this scene where they're just sitting there talking about it, and it's just like... That's pretty. It's a lot of talent in one room. Yeah, a lot of talent right there. Yeah, and they sell it. They do a really good job, and especially Morgan Freeman with his dry deliveries of like, <laughs> "Don't think I'm stupid." So, oh, you know? don't treat me yeah. like I'm an idiot.
0: So, him getting dosed with a toxin—that's that's two things. That's him meeting Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, that's right, Joffrey. Um, which is no one's delightful. gonna believe
1: that I met you. You're the Batman, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here, kid, take a sharp object. <laughs> right, he gives him just like a—I don't know, a even b- know what he gives him. Gives him, him he a bad gives ring. Him a little b- thing he gives him a battery one of his oh, sharpened okay. batterings you see b-
1: that that scene where he's like got the grinding wheel making yeah. his batterings. that's what yeah. he gives him he gives him a sharpened <laughs> battering right and he's like i'm gonna go so, stab my alcoholic dad with this uh, so that's my favorite do
0: so that's my favorite thing is he gets up into the state this this is his second bat outing i believe yeah. and he gets in there and he and that's when crane hits him with the thing, and that's how he figures out that this has something to do with the League of Shadows. Yeah, because he recognizes the, the toxic. Button. I it's haven't tripped favorite. like that since
1: 2006. <laughs> it's
0: my favorite thing where he gets hit and he falls, and he's well, he's on fire. Yeah. He gets set on fire, and then he puts himself out by, you know, he does a stop, drop, and roll. It's raining. That helps. He flies up out of the roof, and then he calls Alfred. He's like, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, you gotta come pick me up. <laughs> Alfred, come and pick
1: me up. He's set me on fire, Alfred. <laughs> I think you've called Remember me. Remember, that poison, important. I think you called me with that same uh, message. Well, that's- Joe! Yo! Like,
0: Joe, Yo, you're gonna come pick me up! That's my running <laughs> joke, too, whenever, like, my wife and I my wife and I, I, run sometimes, and, and I'll be like, I'm doing, like, if I'm going at, like, a really long one, I'd be like, stay by your phone in case I have to call you, like, Grayson, <laughs> Grayson, you're gonna come go pick me up. <laughs> Alfred! <laughs> it's my,
1: I don't know why I do that, but it's my favorite scene in the movie. It's it doesn't help that at that scene there's like this <laughs> swelling music going on in the background where yeah. it's like Batman defeated. It's like yeah. it's probably the title of the soundtrack where it's
2: just like, you know, he's like Alfred, Alfred.
1: <laughs> But they're able to come up with the cure, and they have two vials of the cure. That's all you can have—two vials of the the cure to the neurotoxin. And it turns out that Wayne Enterprises is selling a magical device that uh, aerosolizes water. Yeah. Uh, And so that's how they're gonna. That's how it turns out that the League of Shadows is gonna distribute the poison to the Mm -hmm. city of Gotham through the main water lines, which run along the subway lines. Which I don't know why you have the water lines that are exposed. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yeah. So meanwhile, back- yeah, the main lines to the city, and it's
0: yeah. just like we're gonna—they're in the basement of the asylum. That's fine. Just what? put them there. No one's gonna—no one's gonna do anything. Uh,
1: <laughs> but then uh, the cool thing is—is is then you have the scene where it's like, now, Master Wayne. Today's your birthday. We're having a pot for you. <laughs> right. And Bruce is like, "Oh, to have a party. Hold on, I got Batman stuff to I do. I got Batman stuff to do." <laughs> like, no, your father would want you. D- don't, don't mess up the Wayne name. <laughs> you are a stupid bastard, and I <laughs> hate you. <laughs> she, she, you ungrateful little shit. <laughs> she was only fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with all the Michael Caine references. <laughs> Good night, you princes of New England. <laughs> um. So yeah, he go. He ends up going to uh, the party, and he, he and that's where like this woman's like, "Oh, Bruce, I want to introduce you to this man. Oh my what's God, what's your name? I'm in love. I'm <laughs> in
0: love with that whole that with that sequence because it's so amazing. So she shows up, and she's like, "I want to introduce you to." Razalgul. No, how do you
1: pronounce your name? Yeah.
0: Razalgul? And so so <laughs> Is that Michael Gao? Is that right, Michael so, Gao a drag? <laughs> so so Bruce Wayne sees the guy. The guy turns around. It's some random Asian man. No, it's, wait, wait, it's wait, no wait. One wait. That we've seen you have to
1: do the Bruce Wayne reaction chat, which is
0: what
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right, here you go. So now this woman is standing here. Yeah. Because which, she's which, like I'm a part of this which, conversation. Which, which now. what we didn't mention is the fact that Bruce Wayne burned down the temple, the monastery temple because he wouldn't kill the the one guy. Right. So he So he burns he down the inter- like 30 he, people yeah, in that. More, scene. way more. 70 people. <laughs> so, he killed a, he literally killed four score people. <laughs> four score. Um
0: so he's standing there and he says, you know, <laughs> you're not Rasel I watched Rasel die. And this one- <laughs> And the woman's still standing there. She must just be like, that's what in because that's a really odd, What's thing, an to odd say. thing to say. Even for him. So then, right at that moment, if you watch the way the scene is shot, right? So she's standing there. She's, Very nicely she shot. She isn't scene, sure yeah. that she's in the frame, I think, but she's like, she's on her mark. So she has to stand there. So then, you know, Liam Neeson is behind him He says, Oh, perhaps I'm Ghul. You know, I don't know what he says. And when it cuts <laughs> to a t- different angle and you see them in the frame, you could see the back of the lady's head as she's just like, she just walks away. She's just like, I'm getting, I'm getting the hell out of this <laughs> scene. It's just, it's so ridiculous because it's like, imagine you're this woman and you're like, okay, this really important, you know, billionaire that I've known probably since he was little. And then it's like, well, she's, obviously chatting. Yeah. With this guy, like, Oh, who are
1: you? And he's like, I'm Rasa Ghul. And she's like, Oh, that's so interesting. You yeah. must
0: meet Bruce. And I like how they get
1: the guy <laughs> the guy who plays Rasal like the fake Rasa Ghul. Or the second fake Rashad Right. It's like like a shorter, fatter version of Ken Watanabe. <laughs> Ken Watanabe yeah. It's like, it's obviously like not him. It's it should like. Wasabi. <laughs> it's like, Who that is. They should have had Ken Watanabe. Like, it should have been like that scene from Spaceballs where he turned around he's got a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, it's literally Ken Watanabe, but he turns around he's got like a full, like, bushy mustache. <laughs> right. <laughs> you idiot. That's not Rashad Gul. It's a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> so so you imagine
0: that she's like hold on and then she goes and gets bruce and then she's like here and then they have this super cryptic exchange and then she's just like well i'm gonna go get an order like <laughs> she just leaves
1: exit stage left it's just so bizarre as soon as i noticed that and that yeah. woman well it's yeah it's really it, yeah so then you have this then you have uh, of course, you have the exchange with 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 Lee where he's like, "No, I'm Rosalghul," mm-hmm. and you know he's like, "How are you going to get rid of all these people, Bruce? Yeah. I'm going to blow up Gotham, but you've got a room full of people." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but you know, he does this drunken thing where he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm moochers." Yeah.
0: And and they're very ashamed of him. I was like, Bruce. And then his house burns down. Then his house burns down. And everyone just assumes he did it while he was drunk.
1: He yes. It says drunken billionaire burns home. <laughs> drunken, which is well, it's good page five news right there. Drunken, yeah, It's like local man makes ass himself. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so then then of course he puts on the bat suit and well after the house is burning down, you know, he's like what's well, the point? Actually all we skipped push-ups. over
0: yeah. we skipped over the big chase scene on the streets of Chicago. Because that's right before the birthday party.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where
0: he goes and saves Rachel, right? Because yes, yeah. she's, she's in the basement. We, we sort of skipped it. Oh, uh, that's a very cause that's, cool scene. Because that's cool. where he actually uses bats. He's like, hold on. Hold on, I have a little thing on my foot
1: that summons them from miles away. You you forgot my greatest power. Bats! Bats! <laughs>
0: Or in his sleeve.
1: There's always there's a running joke in comic books about like, what if Spider-Man's powers was actually to shoot spiders out? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, god, this is the worst thing ever. I'll never commit a crime ever again. <laughs> Good enough. It's like Batman just like just throws bats at people. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where you first see, like, he exposes Scarecrow to the toxin, and that's where he shows up as the big, like, bat guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, with like goo coming
0: out of his mouth. Oh, I guess that's scary. So
1: stupid, but so like, I I wouldn't be afraid of this. I'd be like, how do I react to this situation? (laughs) This is really bizarre. Yeah.
0: yeah, It would be. I I I assume it's because um, Scarecrow's fear is uh, David Lynch movies. (laughs) That's what I think he's seeing visually represented there. Who doesn't
1: have a David We should have made, like, my recasting should have been Batman is Done by David Lynch. David Lynch is Batman. (laughs) All right, Bruce. (laughs) Uh, No, all right, Christian. We're going to put bat makeup on you. (laughs) It's my David Lynch impression. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I can only do it while shouting, which is why I went back a little so bit. So I
0: love, no, I do. I really, really like that scene. And and the reason I like that scene is because I find that scene much more exhilarating than the climax of this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, the climax is weird because after there's there's a fight on the L, on the L train, because mm-hmm. that's like, and that's where they, they kill Ra's al Ghoul. Right. Yeah. They, you know, he's like, I don't so, have
0: to save, uh, I'm ki- not going to kill you, but I don't, I don't have, have to, to save, save you. you.
1: Which I kind of like because. man
0: out! <laughs> Flies through the back of the train.
1: <laughs> Which I kind of like. I, <laughs> right. I, I like the idea of, you know, Batman doesn't kill people, but Batman doesn't have to save people. I kind of right. like that idea of, like, Batman not killing. I didn't people. kill
0: you. The train killed you. Yeah. <laughs> it just, the train I put you on.
1: It's a little more Batman-y than, like like what Batman does in any of the previous Batman movies where Batman outright kills people. <laughs> right, he just got in people down. Yeah, but so like once, but like once Bruce like <laughs> makes the active decision to be Batman, he does, he's not about killing really at that point. I th- yeah. I'm sure he kills lots of people like accidentally. I didn't kill you, this uh,
0: Batarang through your eyeball killed you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Batman doesn't
0: kill people. <laughs> Batman's in favor of concealed carrying. <laughs> concealed and carrying Batarangs. <laughs> You know what'll uh, help Gotham? More guns,
1: <laughs> like the gun that killed my parents. Uh, I kept on thinking of of that line in a uh, of the line in the Batman Begins. No, we talking about no no no, <laughs> no, no, no. He rakes her head. The long Halloween where he's like, no. there were metal shavings, gun metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a. Uh, yeah, the, the climax of the film, and that's where Jim Gordon and him really start working together. And mm-hmm. Gordon's riding the Batmobile, trying to make sure that they you know, yeah. they can stop the dispersal. And
0: still not promoted, I think, to commissioner yet. No, at right? the end,
1: at the end, he's lieutenant.
0: He's lieutenant. That's yeah. right. Okay, at the beginning, be in the next movie. At the
1: beginning, he's a detective, Gordon. Right. Yes. And then at the end of the movie, he gets a promotion to lieutenant, Gordon. <laughs> Deputy <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Whoa, well, What I got here? <laughs> well, looks like what we got here. Scarecrow scaring people. <laughs> well, that doesn't make any
0: sense, Andy. We're not crows.
1: <laughs> I'm not scared of a scarecrow. <laughs> Your Don done. No, is better than mine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Once again, the only an impression I could do while shouting. It's, yeah,
0: that's yeah, usually how that works. Yeah.
1: So they. <laughs> So, yeah, he manages to stop the whole thing after killing the League yeah. of Shadows, and uh, Gotham is safe yet again.
0: Well, it's safe, except, you know what we're not seeing during that? So we see three things are going on during that scene. We yeah. have Batman on uh, fighting Ra's al Ghul on the train. Yeah. Um, it's not super exciting. We've got um, Katie Holmes and Joffrey. Yeah. Um, are, they're trying to just stay yeah. safe. Yeah. Right? And then... Uh, we have uh, Gordon in the Batmobile, Batmobile yeah. and he's trying to blow up the thing so that the train uh, yeah. doesn't head into the tower. You know what we're not seeing during that scene are the thousands of people in the Narrows, which yeah. is the sort of the ghetto of Gotham City, murdering Down each other, skin just outright killing yeah. everyone. You've got people probably you know what? butchering Most each other. Most of them other, are probably on members.
1: meth as is, so it's <laughs> like... It probably just makes them like conscious at that point. Like <laughs> right. what, my eyes worn off? Oh man.
0: <laughs> oh, I gotta get my life together. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to school and reconcile with my dad. <laughs>
1: yeah, so so yeah, you have this this you have all that and then there's a uh three nice codas on the movie at the end, uh-huh. which which and they're actually good wrap ups to like the plot lines which are going on. One is the one with Katie Holmes Rachel where she says, I know you're Batman. Yeah. Um <laughs> Because he reveals it. By by re- repeating the line
0: yeah. about that she gives to him, only for some reason he says it in like not even Batman voice. He yeah. gets like real high. He's like, "It's not what I do. Yeah, it defines me." You know, yeah. it's like what a, it was a really weird delivery. I don't know if he was just exhausted. Probably or what?
1: Yeah. the The rumor is is that he had a terrible experience with the Batman outfit. Terrible. Ah. And that's like led to so like him being really angry as Batman all the time. <laughs> sure. But yeah, and she's like, "Well, you know." Gotham needs you more than I do. Pretty much right. is what it is. You have yeah. to go, you have to keep being Batman. But if you're ever done being Batman, mm, yeah. look me up, sailor. <laughs> Come on, see me sometime. <laughs> right. um, and then you have the coda with, with Jim Gordon, who's pronounced to lieutenant. He shows up the bat symbol, mm. the bat signal, mm. and uh, also says, like, there's another costume. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah, there's another costume criminal. It's like, you know, we bring a gun, they bring a semi automatic weapon. You know, we wear body armor, they get armor piercing bullets. You know, you dress yeah. up as a superhero. And he's like, what are they gonna do? And he's like, "There's already some guy. And he's this is his calling card. He flips it over. It's a Joker card, and uh, instantly and in the everyone theater, goes everyone's like, Ooh, it squeals. Squeals. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was, it was, very... it
1: was like, that was a really good reveal, though. It's still pretty cool. Yeah, it's still a, you know, yeah. even knowing where it goes, I guess especially knowing where it goes. Just seeing we'll talk Gary about it in two weeks, but yeah, Gary Oldman is sitting there. It's like, and you don't even realize it's Gary Oldman because all you see is like the glasses and mustache. Like that's all you <laughs> it's really needed. In... Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course there's the the Wayne Tech one where. Uh, yes, he he actually
0: bought they they went public, but he bought all the
1: shares. He bought so all the he's stock. The sole is, owner, basically, because Rucker Hauer, shareholder. Because yeah. Ruckerhauer, who sold the tech to Rasha Ghoul or the League of right. Shadows, goes up there and sees Lucius Fox and he's like, "Didn't I fire you?" And he's like, "Yes, but I was rehired by the new owner." And it's like, and it turns out that it's Bruce Wayne who bought all the stock, and it's like, "You're fired!" And then the ED two hundred nine shoots him down. <laughs> <laughs> <It does. laughs> But he can't climb stairs. Actually, it was RoboCop who shot the guy at the end. But I should have said that instead. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Great movie. Let's just review RoboCop. Let's just delete this and review RoboCop. All right. you know production note wise this movie has been in production was in production pretty much uh starting in about uh you know right after the Batman Forever kind of failed I and mean, Batman and Robin like it didn't fail it was just so negatively reviewed No, yeah. even though it did really well that people kind of got tired of it they were like the Batman franchise is dead mhm but in january 2003 Warner brothers uh brought in Nolan and Goyer to kind of put it together. And, you know, because Goyer, as we had talked about, had done the Blade series and done mm-hmm. really well adapting that. Nolan was hot off Memento. People really wanted him because they were like, this is, this guy's the next big thing. And, uh, you know, you and I, uh, we, this is a good time to talk about Nolan with his movies, is mm-hmm. that I absolutely think Nolan is, a, he's, he's an excellent, excellent director. Like, I have no problems with any of his directing. My problem is, is that, he doesn't know how to make a script, and you know, how to make a movie that's under two hours. His movies are so long. Now, Batman Begins is actually pretty good because it didn't—it doesn't feel that long. Yeah. Um. Well, we will have this problem much later, especially in the next two films. Um. But he, I just.
0: Yeah, well, up to that point, Batman Begins was his longest movie. We we we, yeah. we missed one more. Um, his remake of Insomnia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, with uh, uh, Robin. De Williams. Oh, De Niro. And, uh, Robin Williams or uh, Pacino. Pacino, sorry. Pacino, yeah, uh, yeah Pacino yeah. and Robin Williams and uh uh, uh Hillary Swank. Yeah. Um. So this was this, this was his longest movie by that point. Yeah. Um. He was creeping up on two hours with Memento and Insomnia, and it, this one is two twenty.
1: Yeah. This it's like his movies just keep going.
0: He now has that reputation after Holy this cow. and especially after the next movie we'll talk about the movies do tend to just keep going. Oh my god. And what's what's They a,
1: have like a four or five act structure now at what, this point. And the you have not only the Batman films, but you could put on top of there you could put um mm-hmm. Uh, the Prestige, mm-hmm. which goes on far too long. Prestige, Inception, Inception, um, oh. obviously, Interstellar
0: is is incredibly long. It's well. a good th- almost three hours. I haven't
1: watched Interstellar just because I can't find the time to watch the movie. <laughs> I don't like to split movies up. Like you, you like to split movies up. I don't like, like to, it, but you. But do I it. will. Yeah, and I'm not will. a big. Especially if I've seen it before. Yeah, I'm not a big. Yeah, if I haven't seen it before, I hate doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's why I haven't just found. I don't re- like it, but you know I'm an adult and I haven't watched. I just don't always have yeah, time. <laughs> the four hours to watch Interstellar. It's just like, come on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they got they got it together and they they started doing the filming in Chicago, which is actually kind of important to the Chicago film industry because a lot of movies started filming in Chicago around that time. Mm-hmm. And I credit Nolan for that. He did he did a pretty good job of very, very high profile, really um, high profile. Yeah. Um, um. Very famous thing of um transformers also was the big was another big yeah. one around that time when uh very famous story with a tumbler going through the lower whacker yeah. where it, it it uh a guy hit the car because he was drunk because <laughs> he didn't and he got scared because he thought it was like an alien or something like that or uh or some kind of like spaceship He was like what the hell he, he crashed <laughs> into the tumbler because it was actually filmed in chicago that's yeah. what you get for that mm-hmm. yeah and i i th- i think, this movie, as opposed to uh, the, uh, the Dark Knight, as opposed to this movie, I think the Dark Knight does a much better job on a lot of things that he does. But a lot of the genesis of this of of the greatness that's going to come Slater comes in this movie. He This movie is actually a very well directed, incredibly well acted movie. Uh, the storylines make a lot of sense. problem is it's not very Batman-y, <laughs> to me at least. I feel – and which is funny because this is the most Batman-y out of all of the movies for the Nolan universe, mm-hmm. I think, at least in my opinion. But it just doesn't feel Batman-y. It feels too, like, we're going to make this the real world. This is what which, would happen if Batman was a real guy.
0: Right. This is That's something that I think that it'll be worth talking about over the next couple of episodes yeah. because – I think it's 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 so important, and it was so mind blowing at the time. Bear in mind, we, we we hadn't had the Dark Knight, or obviously the Dark Knight Returns at this point. So, we this was the most sort of, I would say, the most realistic comic book movie in recent memory that you know people had seen. I mean, we we talked about um, the 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 nineteen eighty nine Batman, which has a it's grounded somewhat in the fact that it's like real people but it's just it looks like a live action comic book slash cartoon in a lot of ways yeah. it has the, the 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 backdrops don't look real on purpose the costumes aren't realistic it's some sort of weird mishmash of the 40s and 1989 so yeah such a you know the late 80s you know this is set in a very real place well, I mean, Gotham's not a real place, but a very realistic city. setting. Well,
1: it's, a, it's a it's a it's a city. It's not right, an It's not the urban Anton in-
0: first. Don't think too set. closely of how the city's laid out, where there's the ghetto in the middle, yeah. and then uh, and then like the loop. Well, it well, is there and then when you get outside of the loop you're in the country and then you
1: find like an English manor. Don't yeah. think too... <laughs> well, it's not even that it, in the comic books and I think in this movie Gotham is a series of islands. It's, you got to think of it like Long Island. Yeah. Um but it's more like a series of islands like five or six islands and and Wayne Manor's like all the way out in like what would be uh um what's what's on like on, Montauk kind yeah, of like, thing yeah. like that. Like right. not too far from like it seems like it's a way different... Amity. Yeah. Amity, Amity means friendship. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you know. Oh. It's the 4th of July. We can't close the beaches just because there's a guy in a bat suit running around. <laughs> um, That's some bad mass But so... <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> nice. So there's something... I, I think that the, the way that Nolan, he got a lot of credit for making this movie look and feel... Like it could be our world.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people really uh, like appreciate <laughs> really like it, yeah. and I
0: think that it's completely fair in this case. Although of course there's silliness, there's heightened things, and there's yeah. sort of suspension of disbelief. But I think that will bite him later, and we'll talk about it in yeah. in, in, in future episodes. So I think it's I think it's important to sort of spell that out and, and
1: and keep kind of coming back to that point. Well, one of the things I really liked was that he, the main villain aside from, was the League of Shadows with Russia and but they left out all the crazy like Rashel Ghoul's 600 years old and he keeps coming back with the Lazarus right. pit. They left all of that out. The League of Shadows it could hypothetically, just you know like a, just, like an Illuminati style secret organization. He's fighting against the Falcone family, a mob family, you know. It's it's the beginning of this movie is essentially a mob movie, you know. Right. It's very much, you know, uh, the the kids dad's get gunned down, he wants revenge against the mafia. What it's not is uh like a like a detective yeah it's not a de- movie. no there's it's a it's a revenge piece essentially and mm-hmm. you know how does he get his revenge mm-hmm. uh, he gets not only is he he doesn't necessarily want his revenge against the mob family he wants his revenge against all criminals mm-hmm. which is great now one of my big issues with that is just, uh, the movies Batman begins we need an entire movie about him becoming Batman mm-hmm do we need this at this point? Let me ask you this: Do we need a Batman origin movie in two thousand five? Well, <sighs> I know, I know it's essential to the plot of this movie, but did we need it in two thousand five? No. I I agree. I think Batman's origin is part of the cultural zeitgeist at this point. Yeah, everyone knows. You could go to well, like, so- you could go to Africa. You could go to Namibia and f- go find some tribe out in the middle of nowhere and be like how did Bruce Wayne become Batman? He's like, oh, his parents were killed by JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> Criminals are cowardly Here, here's and superstitious what I'll lot. say, though, to that. Not to...
0: Because I, I, I do... What's annoying now is that we have to see... Um, I tell you what we don't need, uh, even okay. less... I think the thing we need even less than uh, a Batman origin story is another Spider-Man Batman origin story. Oh, absolutely. But here's what I'll say. Somewhat in the defense of seeing a Batman origin story in 2005, where else... Uh, what other movie has, has really given us? A b- where else on film have we seen a Batman origin story? The closest we get are those three minutes of screen time in yeah. Michael Ke- in in Tim Burton's yeah. Batman, where we see it briefly and we find out that that the Joker killed him, and it's <laughs> sort of a, a weird. No, this I... was very much a. Uh, it was a palate cleanser for sure. It was wiping this slate clean. This is where the I- whole idea of a reboot comes from yeah. now i mean i think because we used to say remake back yeah. in the back in the bad old days we used to just say oh you're remaking a movie yeah now it's oh you're rebooting it because you're not it's rebooting a movie. You're, you're rebooting, rebooting the, the franchise rebooting the franchise and yeah. so this is how the this was their way of making it very very clear on well, painfully clear yeah. that the four batman movies that had come out in the last decade 20 years i should say in the context of what you're about to see didn't happen. And no. that was something that I think maybe people especially like typical movie going people probably, you know, audiences really needed to understand. Okay, so wait so is this a sequel? Is this just a long sequel to that last Batman movie? Yeah. It's like, no, we're we're rebooting
1: and now everything is rebooting. You yeah. need to reboot Spider-Man every five years. Two so. comments on that. It's like, yeah, you'd need to do that for someone like our fathers who'd be like what? this is Batman and Robin this is follow this or... this is nothing like those other movies where's Val Kilmer <laughs> um, and you also you know you couldn't have a reboot in the 1980s because you'd be like what the hell's a reboot what's reboot mean well it's what you do to a computer when you turn it on what the hell's a computer what's a computer <laughs> it's it's 1989 we've had computers for you know almost 20 years at this point ah no the computer thing's not gonna take off <laughs> what what we need is more scotch tape that's the way of the future <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's true. My dad cannot have enough scotch tape.
1: It's always disappearing in my house. Uh, I'm always like, we need one roll of scotch tape. Why the hell does it? Where the hell does it go?
0: Pens. Pens in my house never seem to. I don't know where my wife puts them. One of these days, I'm going to open a closet that I don't use. His pens just, are just going to come.
1: Just all pens. He's going to open it up, a box, and pens are going to fly out.
0: I must become pen man. <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, you want to do your, your top three? We do recasting first, right? Let's do the recasting. Okay. Let's do it. This was your, yeah, this is so, your baby. So recasting-wise, uh, this you time— You know, I, I
0: said that I wasn't going to go obvious. I went obvious. Oh, did you? So, I, I, yeah. I, luckily, I, I only went semi-obvious. I, I have some alternate choices just in case.
1: Okay, so this one, we're going along the theme of directors for these, and uh, I told Kevin I wanted it to do— 1972, Francis Ford Coppola, um, mm-hmm. basically so I Godfather. What I was going to say, so what? Yeah. So
0: we were pretending, instead <laughs> we of we the Godfather, pretending that the Godfather never happened. Yeah, or not that a Dark he did, World. He, I would not yeah. choose Batman over the Godfather. Yeah, even I, as much as I enjoy this, yeah, goofy I, I movie. wouldn't either. But you
1: know, yeah. for, for 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 fun's sake, we we decided that we're gonna have Francis Ford. <laughs> Michael, Coppola. Michael, you
0: get, <laughs> Michael, you gotta come pick me up. I got shot. <laughs> I was buying oranges. <laughs>
1: Michael, Michael, you gotta go pick me up. Uh, actually, it'd have been like
0: Michael, Michael, go, go pick me up. Michael, go, go pick me up. I know, <laughs> but you do a much better Marlon Brando, and apparently Don. Not so. I do. <laughs> what, what, what
1: You gotta do. You gotta do a Fredo like Michael. You gotta come pick us up. Dead shot, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got
0: such a kick out of that.
1: Uh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, we we decided to do this. And, so, did you have any rules for who you could cast? It would have to be someone? Uh, just someone around the 1970s time period. Around I mean, the there's, 70s, okay. There's such a dearth of people to oh, pick sure. for this.
0: And well, so I, I impose, you know me, I always yeah. try to impose rules on it so that it, it there yeah. could be something something plausible. So I, So I insisted that... Obviously, you know the Godfather being, you know, if he's going to make a movie in 1972, this is a, probably a bulk of the cast he's going to work with. Um, but I did pull in. Uh, I basically just said, um, ideally, it's someone that Coppola worked with in the 70s.
1: Yeah, I was going to say someone, but Coppola didn't do a ton of work in the 70s. I mean, he did he didn't two movies because he was making he these did two Godfather movies, and Apocalypse Now. The conversation, yeah, the and, conversation, yeah. Uh, yeah. So those
0: he really only had those four movies between 1970, well, 72 and
1: 1979. Yeah. But
0: Still, big cast.
1: Yeah, big cast. And (laughs) there's like a lot of people that I think he probably would have worked with or could have worked with, and stuff like that. All right, so so who is your? Let's start obvious. Who is your Bruce Wayne, Batman? So
0: the obvious number one choice. This is probably yours, but maybe not in case you went a little less. I I didn't go obvious obvious on Batman. Well, I went with Al bacino
1: Yeah, I was thinking that. For a long time, but yeah, I didn't yeah. go I didn't go with the genome. My so I really would like the
0: idea of seeing that as well because I think that there is a there's almost like a parallel too between like Michael's story and it's almost as a uh, Bruce I Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, almost as if I planned it out when I picked this. <laughs> no, but well, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I think that that's that's
1: why it it makes a lot of sense, and it's easy to sort of see He's him. He's haunted that role. by the ghost
0: of his father.
1: You know, it's is his, his past. He wants to get revenge. Right, and he, and he, yeah. right.
0: And he has to sort of and and it's him. You know, really facing this fear that he has about is you know and being torn between I have to be loyal to my family and, and my family's name and then this thing that I have to do. That I that I want, yes. to. I want my own life. Um, I had an alternative choice, just because I thought it would be really interesting to to ponder um, this possibility. Uh, Harrison Ford.
1: Harrison Ford. I I thought of him as well because he did. He was in Apocalypse Now but that was much much later. Yeah, and he was also And he's in, also in the conversation.
0: But Harrison Ford in seventy seventy four. This is been, yeah, he, he was really stuff. young. American Graffiti was 73. Yeah. So I mean, he's acting I and could he's see that he's yeah. showing up in things, but it he wouldn't have necessarily been cast as like a lead, like an yeah. action lead. This is almost a decade before um Raiders of the Lost Ark. So yeah. this is definitely like a young it would have That's why I just thought it was interesting to maybe ponder, because it would have really changed, I mean, the course of, you know, who knows if he would have done Uh, Star Wars uh, at that point. Who Who knows if he would have done Star Wars? Who knows if he would have done (laughs) Raiders? Yeah. It would have been a terrible idea to cast him as a Batman in the early 70s, especially if it was popular.
1: I went with Warren Beatty. Oh, I love Warren Beatty. Yeah. Warren Beatty, who's kind of... Faded out of of our of the limelight as of recently. Well, he He's, retired. Yeah, he hasn't done much. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullworth, I think, was the last thing of any worth that he any any note that he did. Uh, yeah, I, I like so. Bullworth too. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's fine. It's it's a it's fun fine. movie. Yeah. Um
0: it, it's fine. It's not a great movie, but it's it's fun. It's it's good. Yeah. It's worth seeing. But I mean he had he I think it's Seventy one was McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. And, um and sixty nine was was uh Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde I was like sixty funny to Sonny and Maybe sixty seven. <laughs> Sonny and Cher. Bonnie I, and Clyde. I love when Sonny and yeah, Cher it was... were
1: gunned down at the end. <laughs> But, yeah, it was, it was around that time, and that's what I was kind of thinking about. But he definitely could pull off suave Playboy, and he's also a built guy. I mean, the yeah. only difference is he's got that weird 70s hair throughout most of the 60s and 70s, that bouffant kind of hairdo that he had. Yeah. It, it looked really weird as Batman. But I think he could pull it off because, unlike Pacino, he doesn't look really ethnic, so he could pull right. off, like, a right. rich, you know, uh, East Coast Playboy. You yeah, know?
0: Pacino's clearly, it's like... Yeah, they're 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 the Sicilian Waynes. Yeah, this is the Oh
1: right. oh oh yeah the of the Palermo Wayne family. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The Sicilian clan. <laughs> yeah. Um so who do you wanna who do you got next? Okay, hold on just a second. <clears throat> uh who did you put as your uh
0: um Rachel? My Rachel is uh, again, uh, casting with the godfather and with Diane Keaton. Uh, but in the sequel, <laughs> Since she has to be recast for some reason, I think it would be funny to go ahead and just recast her for no reason. It's like, (laughs) I don't know,
1: uh, Terry Garr. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That would work, yeah. Yeah. Mia Farrow. (laughs) Mia Farrow, yeah, Yeah. good. Um, No, I actually, I went with Talia Shire.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah. You know what? I I figured, because I wasn't sure if we were doing... Hope all three. If we were doing, well, Talia as Shire's it in the first the three. one. She is, yeah. but I was like, well, let's have her be the Marion Cotillard. Oh, Talia, yeah, Talia, just because that yeah. would be. No, we're not. We're not doing this. all Three. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one of the reasons I asked. But yeah. I. But I. I was. I was
1: like, oh, we can recast her as Talia Shire, but yeah, yeah. we don't need to. I think Talia Shire's got a little more like. Like the whole point of Rachel is that she's the every woman. She's mm-hmm. not like this rich model and this like super sexy person. She's mm-hmm. you know a working woman. She comes from not a super rich family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's I think Telly Shire plays that well. I mean, she did Rocky in what seventy nine, right? Rocky was
0: seventy um, seven. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, it was a seventy. Little no, seventy six. Seventy six.
1: Yeah, and she was in Godfather. Of course, she played the sister who mm-hmm. gets beat up <laughs> a lot. A yes. lot. Yes. Um, who did you put as your commissioner, Gordon? Uh, you my probably, Jim I be- Gordon. I bet you. Th- I bet you. We have the same one on this one. Gene Hackman. No. Uh, no. No. Do you have a better one? Yes. It's uh uh, uh Robert you... Duvall. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but Gene Hackman's in my list.
0: Gene uh, Hack. Yeah.
1: You know, I never ended up going with a Robert Duvall. Um, but I think I think well, Robert mm-hmm. Duvall is he's so he plays that Robert Duvall is pretty much. What Gary Oldman is channeling while he's playing Jim Gordon in that movie, maybe. I, I feel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. See, I was thinking more we
0: could we could have like a, a more Popeye, Popeye Doyle, Doyle. That's uh, yeah,
1: Gene Hackman kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, my Popeye Doyle. comes – that's Popeye. Uh, what's, the, what's the movie? Uh, <clears throat> what's the Popeye Doyle movie? What's that movie? The French Connection. French Connection. I have a French <laughs> Connection connection right. later. It's like Popeye Doyle is not the name of the movie. That's the second movie. <laughs> French <laughs> Connection Two. French Connection Two. Popeye Doyle um so yeah i I went robert duvall just because i feel like that's who gary oldman is channeling while he's playing that sure it's a good it's a good pick do you do you have a uh scarecrow uh
0: that is uh yes i do and my scarecrow is none other than dennis hopper
1: dennis hopper nice
0: yeah. If I could just in all of these casting, uh, if, if it's going to be in the 70s That's... or the or the late 60s, Dennis Hopper's in my movie. Just just assume that. Yeah. <laughs> I went John Cazale. You know, I, I, I almost did. Um, I was potentially saving John Cazale for my Joker. Yeah, well, um, of course, if you're gonna go Joker, <laughs> you're gonna pick
1: John Cazale. I mean, yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Like a hundred percent, yes, yes. Yeah,
0: so I was, I was sort of holding on to him, but he was my alternate.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I also have, of course, my Razel Ghul. Yeah, who's your Ra's al Ghul? Is uh, I mean, if you're gonna have Al Pacino, oh, are you doing uh, Ra's al Ghul as in the Henry Ducard or the Razel Yes. Al yeah. Okay. The, the Henry because I didn't cast the al, al Ghul. I actually cast the Henry Ducard. The Henry it's, Ducard, yeah, yeah. Ra's
0: al Ghul is. Robert De Niro. De Niro, that's nice. Who would never? Who had no actual screen time with Al Pacino in The Godfather, Godfather Part Two? Not so... until the Heat. Do they get the right screen exactly? Time together. So it's so that would be a new
1: sort of first time you could see them on screen together. Yeah. I, this is where my French connection comes in because I pick Roy Scheider. Oh wow! He's Interesting. got a, he's got like a very subtle. Okay. you know. Uh, just kind of like yeah. you never expect him to be the villain. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, you never expect him to be the villain. Yeah. Nobody expects the butterfly. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I have
0: one. Do we have an Alfred? More. I have an Alfred. I have Lieutenant Fish, a.k.a. <laughs> Abe, Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. A.k.a.
1: Uh, it's Clem- uh, not Clemens. Uh, the. the Tell, 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 tell. Why am I, why am I? I have it. I have it written down. <coughs> Tessio. 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 Thank you. Yeah, wait, I was right there with you with like,
0: the t- 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 I t- was right there with you, and I t- could t- not t- get
1: it. No, Lieutenant I, Fish. Yeah. I, well, if you're gonna go with Barney Miller, if it's anything that's remotely related to Barney Miller, you'll go with it. No, I. Exactly. I. You know, I. I decided to do. I decided to go. Why not go stunt casting?
0: Uh, Mr. Wayne. Ah. Uh, It was the size of a tangerine. (laughs) See, see, that would be great, except I couldn't miss the opportunity to have Marlon Brando as my Carmine Falcone. Oh, yeah, that's That's, a great one. I didn't put Falcone, yeah. He was used there. Um, Since we're not going to get to it, I I will add, I already (laughs) said the Joker will be, uh, my Joker's John Cazale. My, uh, My Harvey Dent, James Caan. James Con, that's who I would have put for Harvey Dunn as well. And then my my Rachel Dawes recasting as uh Terry Gar, <laughs> just because. A little old. I did not though. cast a Bane in in the late eighties, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's she slain. might have been a little old. I don't know. She, uh, well, I don't know because um, what young Frankenstein? Yeah, I guess was what seventy yeah. three ish. It was about the same time. So yeah. right around the same time, she was she was
1: cast as being sexy. though it'd be, it'd be great if if we could put. Uh, Marlon Brando as Bane. Mr. Wayne, I can't. I can't even do it. No. Are you know, it's like, it's like, oh, you're going to do this voice? Are we? No. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. The horror. The horror. <laughs>
2: it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me.
1: Bruce. All right, so now it's our it's our top three. All right, let's do our top
0: three. I uh, so uh, for this one we are so so we this mentioned was, fear. You, you
1: you said this to me. And I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> this is a hard one for me. Was it was it hard? Do you? Think it, was it was a, a little, little hard. I came up like my three are are kind of stretches, and I know one of them is the same as yours. I so. think they
0: might all be. They, they, I think my number three is a little bit of a stretch. Um, I I don't think my other two are, but. Um fear is a big thing about this movie the, the, the whole theme of this movie or one of the many themes of this movie is 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 overcoming your fears of course it's I'm facing your bats. fears overcoming your fears not spe- just specifically of bats although that's certainly You know, an obvious one, but you've got, you know, Crane talking about fear. He uses fear as a weapon. The whole thing is to make everybody panic and fear toxin. And, you know, he has to overcome the fear if he didn't do enough to help his family and he can't do enough. So the whole thing is Batman's whole thing is 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 facing those fears and then using those fears. Right. So uh, we're going with a sort of a thematic thing here. Uh, I wanted to do our top three, our three favorite movies about. Overcoming, overcoming fear. Fears. So it's not even about fears. It's no, just not over... just fears. The, the
1: overcoming the fear part is the hard one. Because, well, like
0: yeah, so, I mean, what I was trying to think of, too, and I, I actually ended up not really putting any of these on my list, but I was thinking about movies, too, where, like, you have that character who's, like, a movie like Cliffhanger, right? Where you have... <laughs> Where it's like, I'm really the best at a thing, but it's like, oh, but I failed. And it's yeah. like, now I'm not going to do it anymore, but now I have to go do it. Well, he you has know? to go do it because I have the guns now, John. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of different ways, out. of course, <laughs> that you can that you can go about doing it. But, okay. So, oh, that so, was excellent I, acting, so, so this was, don't worry. Then the next two, uh, I already know what the next It'll two be a little pictures easier. are, and they're going to be a little
1: easier. Yeah. Don't worry about that. This one's a little more abstract, but, uh, go ahead with your number three. Okay. So, my number three was a, uh, a little bit of, A stretch. It's the episode Fear of the X Files. No, I had Fire from the X Files. That was what I said. Damn it. That's my favorite episode of the X Files. We'll talk about it. Mulder says he's afraid of fire and never mentions it again for the entire 10 seasons. That's because he overcame it in that episode
0: and he's not. He does not have pyrophobia anymore.
1: My number three was actually. I had a tie that knocked one out, but maybe I can talk about one a little later. But my number three one was King's Speech. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, of course, because, you know, it's about uh, the King of England overcoming his stutter to give this. Speech about the Nazis and he mm-hmm. saves World War Two single-handedly by himself. But it's just a fun movie. It's one of my. It was one of my favorite movies of the year and one Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? 2011. 2010. 10. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, calendar year 2011, but yeah. it, it it came out in 2010.
1: Yeah, so. that was that mm-hmm. was a very fun movie and I, I enjoyed it a lot and I just I liked it because it showed the working uh, at it. Like that's mm-hmm. why I thought it came to me when you said overcoming fear. It's like he's not necessarily yeah. overcoming his fear. He's coming over his disability. But it goes a little hand in hand. I it's really. It's part of that, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. No, that's a good pick. And Tom Hooper, uh, good director. It's a little. I wish it was directed by Toby Hooper. <laughs> exactly, Toby Hooper. Hooper's King's Speech. <laughs> Why is like, everyone on cocaine? <laughs> if, if you don't deliver this speech, I'm going to chop you up with a chainsaw. <laughs> yes. So what um, was your number three? My number three is the one that might be a little bit of a stretch also uh only because it's it's really i guess a small part of what kicks what sets things into motion uh but i went with gladiator
1: Ooh. um so my idea I'm...
0: is uh, the idea that is is in the beginning it's not so much that he's afraid but i mean i think fear and being unsure of yourself when when uh maximus uh, Max, maximus gets asked by um marcus aurelius richard harris to, he says you need to take over for me you because my to- son is a jerk bag. You need to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> you need right exactly. You're gonna you're you're a wizard, Maximus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's part. So that that's where. So it's not really so much about that. And then it's and then it's this fear of. It's it's not so much a, an explicit fear of I have a phobia of something. It's more of that I don't I'm not sure of myself. Yeah, it's very and that's a big yeah. part of as he's kind of going on and uh, gets himself captured and uh, you know or sold into slavery by by evil Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and plus, it's a it's a fantastic movie. Oh yeah. Um. So that won Academy Award in two thousand. Ridley Scott's third best movie probably. <sighs> I would say, I would go ahead and say that people that's, love Black Hawk Down.
1: That's but uh, I would oh, that's put definitely this over ba- Blackhawk I would put that over Black Hawk Down. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's
0: one and two are, are Blade Runner and Alien. I'm not sure of the order. It depends on my mood.
1: I'd go Alien number one probably. I might too. I might put Gladiator above Blade Runner just because. Really, the, it depends on the cut of Blade Runner and oh, not well, all the cuts. Yeah, you know, no, no. You I don't like to play that game. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah,
0: too
2: exhausting. Some cuts for me. are better
1: than others. All right, so I'm well, going the first. Cuts the deepest.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number
1: two. my number two, my number two, I kind of, I kind of want to hold off on my number two because I think this is going to be either your number two or your number one. So that's
0: not how this game is played. I know. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> you I want say, me to go? I'll go.
0: Okay. If you really want to hold on to it, I'll let you. Well, oh no. Okay. So
1: fine. My number two is Vertigo. Okay. Is that is that either of yours? That might come up on my list. <laughs> That might We might hear about that again, but that's okay. The excellent movie of the man who's afraid of heights and then forced <laughs> to go up into heights at all times. Exactly. The entire plot of the
0: movie
1: <laughs> revolves around,
0: hey, this guy's afraid of heights. Lights. I could kill my wife.
1: <laughs> Isn't that like every like Hitchcock movie? It's like, <laughs> hey, we're on a train. Let's kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, that guy's across the hall. He's going to kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no, he's going to kill Grace Kelly. Um, <laughs> I don't know why turn turned into Don Knotts, but... <laughs> it's very easy. I think we've talked about that
0: before, it, how easy it is for Jimmy Stewart it, to turn into Don, Don Knotts, Knotts, especially yeah. when I do it.
1: Yeah, so... But, I mean, of course, it's it's the Hitchcock it's classic. It's the on-the-nose kind yeah. of obvious
0: uh, yeah. the, One of the first movies. It actually was not the first movie that came to my mind. It was the second
1: movie that okay. came to my mind. Well, let's see if... Because the first movie that came to my mind is... Uh, it, it might be on the nose, too, a little much, but... Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Yeah. Not one of my favorites of his. I like it a lot. Yeah,
0: I would say it's one of my favorites, but I don't think it's my favorite. Yeah, it's Hitchcock movie.
1: Probably the best soundtrack, maybe out of all of them. The Vertigo soundtrack's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um not a qu- but it's a it's a great movie about a guy definitely overcoming his fears. Does he really overcome his fears? He has to he, a little bit. He
0: has to at least, yeah, overcome it in the sense of he's gotta get all the way up <laughs> there and he does yeah. and
1: then <laughs> And then the Joker up. falls off. And the then the Joker, <laughs> <laughs> the Joker falls <laughs> bong bong <laughs> bong. So what's your number two? Uh, my
0: number two, we referenced earlier in a completely different segment, is Jaws. That was my number one, ah! you son of a bitch. Well, then, okay. So, so my number, number one is, is Vertigo. Vertigo. And okay. yet, your number one, one was is Jaws. Jaws was the first one oh, that came yeah. into my head, and it's my number two. So the first movie we both thought of was Jaws. First was Jaws. It, well, it's
1: not the first movie I thought of. Jaws that was, was
0: going to be my number one, but then I thought of Vertigo, and I was like, oh, I technically, I would say I like Jaws. Vertigo better
1: than Jaws. You, like, like, you mean you like Jaws better? than vertigo no oh you like vertigo better I, than Jaws? i do
0: i think i do um but they're very close because they are two of my probably top 20 movies of all time
1: uh jaws is definitely in my, <coughs> my top five movies yeah jaws, i can see that jaws is the most unbelievable movie ever made it is so slow yeah and it's it so really is. plotting mm-hmm. but you are so gripped by that movie when you watch it yeah you love every character. Uh, every character is fleshed out. They have a uh, they they have a purpose in the story, um, mm-hmm. either to die or to you know or or to service the plot as you will. And just the fact that Roy Scheider's character is so afraid of the water.
0: Yeah, then he of course takes a job on an, an island, island you, which, you know, as, as you a police do. chief, and he has to to do this thing. It's great when you have a phobia and you're phobia literally manifests itself as a monster yes that you can blow up
1: like that's the best way to overcome your fear this is just like oh (laughs) out of all out of any movie where a person overcomes their fear he does it the best blowing up that oxygen tank with the gun and saying smile you son of a bitch there you go so and you you love it you love it in the audience you're like yes Yes, it's like that scene in The Patriot where he kills the evil general. Right. You're just so cheering for the damn for him at that point. And it's like the shark isn't even that evil. The shark is a force no, of nature. The shark's doing its thing. Yeah. shark does what it does. But the fact that you could hate something for just doing what it does just makes it so good. Mm hmm. Ugh.
0: You just got it. You just got man over nature, man over his fears. Oh, and Quint, you got to do it. Well, Uh, Quint, that's what I think is really interesting is like Brody's the sort of obvious person who overcomes his fear. Quint already kind of did, like, you know, it makes sense that he would have a fear of sharks at this point. And whether he does or doesn't isn't super obvious, other than the fact that he seems to just dedicate his life post, you know, when his uh, ship. Went down and he spent all that time in the water and he watched everyone just get eaten by sharks, but he made it out. You know, he decides instead, of, he could have just as easily been like, I'm never going into the water again. Yeah. He decides, nope, I'm going to go kill every shark on the planet. That's going to be my calling. And I think it's because, you know, on some level, I guess that character probably must feel like maybe I'm on borrowed time. It's like I should have died there and maybe yeah. I did on some level <laughs> die in the water there. But that's all right. I'm taking every I shark like, out with I him. like
1: how you come up with this this alternate speech for him when his, his real speech is like three hundred men into <laughs> the water. I'll kill you, shark. Sixteen men came out. <laughs> right. Anyway. No, so that's
0: the story. Right. I'm not right, I was not exactly quoting the character. <laughs> I mean, like
1: it's like you ever see a shark's eyes roll back in his head, black eyes. Like a eyes. Like a eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Scott, I love that that scene should just be studied in Every cinema class ever. It's it's not, though, because not a lot of people, like, a lot of people, like, fans of the movie know that scene. But, like, a lot of people, like, that scene is just so good because you don't realize that what's going on in that scene or what Spielberg does because there's the slow roll of the ocean in the background. And, like, of course, you hear, like, all the ocean sounds Mm -hmm. and, like, the Yeah, oh and yeah, it's silent as mm-hmm. he's telling the story, and it's it's slowly panning in on him, and it's this simple shot, and then you get these reactions from these guys listening to the story, like, how do I react? Yeah, to this all story? drunk. Yeah, they're, they're all-, all wasted. <laughs> you see this? You see this? Yeah, it's your sweater. <laughs> it's a broken heart. You know, Mary Elvishki, she broke my heart. <laughs> So, so no, gonna, so yeah. right, so I, uh. I think
0: we've we've talked about it. Yeah, we don't even need it because your yeah. number one is Jaws. Jaws. We just talked about it, and my number one was Vertigo. I agree with you
1: completely. Yeah. Um, and we al- just we just had them flipped. An alternate one that I had on there as well is I also had a uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, which also deals with. Overcoming fears, <laughs> but I hate that movie so much I could never oh, right. put it on my list. I I did think of uh, I, I did I
0: thought of the King's Speech. Um, I'm not a huge fan. of that. I mean, I like that movie. I think it's I think it's a fine movie, but I I, I didn't uh, really go go as into it. Um, I thought of like Return of the King or really the whole Lord of the Rings in general with Aragorn storyline. But I want to hold on to that one. Um, I also thought of a movie like The Royal Tenenbaums, yeah, which is a movie a little- I really really like. But I, I th- and, and it would be probably higher than maybe it would have been maybe my number 1 in terms of just it being one of my favorite movies um definitely top 5 for me well, but of, i felt like it was maybe a little too much of a stretch i guess you know, although well i mean just I has, just chaz's story do, you know well each of them has sort of a of a fear that they're but it's
1: just Wes anderson in general i mean yeah, you could exactly it was a little
0: bit of like okay it was just that was just kind of the their their character it wasn't really like a thing that they had to that where they overcame like that wasn't the plot it was just sort of
1: an aside of this larger family story so i i ended up leaving it off um and when then of you, course when you dig into every wes anderson movie every uh, character is afraid of death that's it every <laughs> character is afraid of death in a are wes you thinking anderson of movie. uh wes anderson or woody allen <laughs> well that too <laughs> um and then of
0: course arachnophobia i mean <laughs>
1: that movie's so bad it's really terrible i know all right so final thoughts on batman begins I still like this
0: movie. I uh, I still enjoy it. It's it's I talked about the diminishing returns. I'm I'm going to need to not watch this movie probably for a really long time. And I and I think I haven't watched it in a, in a few years. Probably before um uh, Dark Knight returns. Yeah. It's been a while out. for me. Um so it was it was fun putting it on. I, I I know the movie so well. I've I've seen it more than the other two for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like it. I you know and rewatching it, I haven't watched it in a while because I'm not a huge fan of the Nolan movies in general mm. after repeated viewings. Um, You know, I'll talk a little differently about The Dark Knight, but th- this movie, one of the things that really surprised me was just how well it was acted. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, which shocked me because I didn't really realize that the first time I think I watched it. But in going back and watching the performances, I really enjoyed everyone in the movie with maybe not Cillian Murphy. He's... Uh, He's silly. But purple-ish. he has
0: the best, most comic book villain moment where he's looking up and Batman shows up at Arkham and he goes, the Batman <laughs> is here. <laughs> he, he has it's the true. most Batman villain moment. It's true. And then he, he comes in and he's riding on a horse. He is. At the end of the movie, like the Headless Horseman. It's I,
1: amazing. I, I did. I do enjoy that. But I his performance in and of itself, I'm not really. It was. It was. It was Kitty Holmes level. I mean, it's not that that was yeah. bad. It was oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was definitely not on the top tier of like everyone else.
0: Someone may have, someone else may have been able to do a better job, but I, I think he's passable, serviceable. Yeah. Scarecrow.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really like. You like him so much. He's in all three movies. Yeah, and I also really enjoyed the last. Uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that this is like one of the last comic book movies that wasn't very CG heavy. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was very practical. A lot of it was miniatures-based. A lot of it was actual set pieces, which I enjoyed. I like that. I, I kind of, like, in watching the <laughs> in watching the Avengers and in watching a lot of the Marvel movies, you just get so tired of CG. Yeah, so one of the, one of the things I, I – it's, like, I really enjoy practical effects. And I, yeah. this movie is actually much better than I remember it to be. I'm an, and I would give it a solid B. That's okay. what I'd give it. I wouldn't – I don't think I'd go higher than that. And I might even go B minus just because of the length of it. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, I'd say it's teetering between a B minus and a B for me. Okay, yeah. I
0: adjusted my scale a little bit. Okay, um, to accommodate this movie in particular, because um, normally my 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 five star scale a yeah. um, four four stars out of five is um, an A minus and i didn't feel comfortable giving this movie an a minus yeah but i want to give it 4 stars based on you know looking at other movies that yeah. i've felt very similar to so i actually adjusted my scale which i think now my scale makes a lot more sense um and so i am going b plus so i will give it a little bit more than you but that's not surprising i think yeah. i respond a little bit more positively to the movie um i think it holds up we'll see in a couple of weeks cuz i think it uh i i i i have generally liked this movie more than The Dark Knight in yeah. the past. Um, I will not say definitively yet whether or not that is still true, because I have not rewatched The Dark Knight yet, but I will for our next episode, and yeah. we'll see. I think I, the general consensus is that The Dark Knight is the best of the trilogy.
1: Yeah, and like that's the thing I'm kind of looking forward to, is like, will I enjoy The Dark Knight as much as I enjoyed uh, this movie? Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, well, I know enjoy the dark Knight as much as i think i will enjoy it right i've seen it before i really like it and i know we've talked about it before that you have your reservations on the movie as well there's Plenty. certain there's certain sequences in that movie that you absolutely hate mm. i know well anyway so there you know for next the next podcast we're going to be doing the dark Knight. Mm-hmm. um i'm going to give my announcement of the recast so if you want to play along at home Sure. Um, it will take place 1980s Martin Scorsese film. Ooh, yes. early
0: 80s or anytime in the 80s? Or... Yeah, I'm
1: gonna go earlyish okay. 80s. So like you know, raging well, bull know. kind
0: of. All right. Era. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, so recasting The Dark Knight specifically. The Dark Knight specifically. Um, yeah. As a as as a, as an 80s uh, Scorsese movie. Yeah. Great. We could
1: we could say we could go early
0: to mid 80s. Yeah. And um, in light of, and we'll talk extensively about it, um, Heath Ledger's beloved turn as the Joker, perhaps one of the I mean, Academy Award winning uh, yeah. for supporting Act posthumously. Um, one of the few
1: comic book movies ever to win an Academy Award.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, in, in, in response to that, in anticipation of that, we are going to be talking about our top three movie villains.
1: Ooh. Yes, of all time. Gold Bad finger. guys. Goldfinger, goldfinger, goldfinger. <laughs> I guess. All right, so go to planetarbitrary.com for your planetarbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at planetarbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... At K White says. Like the Facebook page, uh, Planet Arbitrary. You can also like, comment, and subscribe to us on iTunes, the best way to help the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to give you a heads up, comic Logic will be going to its own feed very soon, so look out for that. hmm um, breaking it up. Breaking it up. So, like, I'm subscribing to iTunes. You could also like our sister podcast, Game Classy, which stars me and Steve from the Play On podcast, which is on this feed, where we talk about tabletop games. Uh, you could also listen to us on the Game Classy's YouTube page. Uh, you know, we're just on there. Sure. <laughs> we're just on there. Yeah. No major reason whatsoever. Um, until next time, Kevin. All right. All right. Come pick me up.
2: Comic Book. Logic.